0: play too easy we're gonna give you plays outside of coors field best ball on yahoo yes we're gonna shift gears here and talk a little football if you haven't tried it out yet get over there give it a shot best ball very simple you draft a team and you are done no waivers no setting lineups so great way to play for those of you that are very busy and Yahoo has launched their best ball product make sure you get over there and try that out and last thing before we get into plays sharp side the street contest continues Make your lock bets. The longest streak is going to win $1,000 in FanDuel credit. Absolutely free contest. Make sure you can go and download the SharpSide app today. Now, let's get into the plays. We're playing on Yahoo, and when you play on DraftKings, you need a catcher as well. We're going to start with Mitch Garver, $16. So Garver comes in swinging a hot bat here. Three multi-hit games over the last five. Couple home runs over that stretch as well. So it gives you power, and you see that in the ISO, 380 ISO form. Woba over 500. Now we like to be transparent here in the fantasy bar. Been somewhat lucky, batting average on balls in play at 433. But how we negate that? That hard contact rate over 60 percent. One of the bigger numbers that you're going to see, especially for a catcher hitting leadoff for the Minnesota Twins. So you get extra at bats there. Anytime I can get a premium catcher like this under $20, I'm taking advantage in a good matchup here tonight. Mitch Garver hit leadoff for us. At $16. All right, let's go to the outfield with Kyle Schwarber, $14. So Schwarber on a little bit of power surge here. Home runs in each of the last two games and nice numbers against right-handed pitching as you'd expect. 247 ISO, 350 to weighted OBA. And Mr. D S Cliffani, always a guy I want exposure to with left-handed bats. Really like this spot for the Cubs tonight. But he loves to throw the fastball. He uses it 45% of the times against left-handed hitters, and you see that ISO closing in on 300 for Schwarber against that pitch. And I mentioned the struggles with lefties. I could give you a thousand numbers here. We'll focus on the main ones. Woba's over 400 allowed. ISO at 282, so giving up a lot of power. And what we love to see: fly balls, hard contact rate, both right around 50%. Not a good spot here against the Cubs in Wrigley. Stack the Cubs up. Kyle Schwarber being my favorite at just $14. All right, we've got to use two pitchers here. Let's get you one with Brandon Woodruff, $44. So last start versus Braves, solid six strikeouts over eight innings, 27.5 Yahoo points in that start. And that's five straight now that this guy's giving you six or more strikeouts. And two of those five went 10 or more strikeouts. So the strikeout upside on this slate is lacking. Not a lot of huge strikeout pitchers. So I'm going to roll with Woodruff, 28.8%. Strikeout rate, five starters in this Atlanta lineup with a 20% or higher strikeout rate, plus the pitcher. And this guy's been money in the bank at home. Five straight home starts. He's gone over 30 Yahoo points. I think he can do that here again at a very fair price of just $44. All right, back to the bats at first base. Jock Peterson, just $10. So a great buy low here. He gives you huge upside at a $10 price point. We saw the damage the Dodgers can do. Last night, scored about a 1,000 runs. And they're in another good spot here tonight. Jock been money against righties. Iso over 300. Wolves sitting at 387. And we talked batting average on balls in play with Mitch Garver, where he got a little lucky. Jock Peterson getting very unlucky. A Babbitt with from just 226. A very low number. So plenty of room for his numbers to grow here. And Velasquez, guy that loves to utilize the fastball. You see the Iso for Jock jumps from 310 up to 319 against that pitch in a wobo of 390 and velasquez giving up a 40 percent fly ball rate a 34 percent hard contact rate the dodgers in a very good spot here once again tonight And jock peterson just way too cheap at only ten dollars all right let's go out to the outfield with one of my boys chris davis of oakland fourteen dollars so I'm obviously going to keep playing this guy even through the slump. I think people are going to look at those box scores. They're going to shy away. They're going to look somewhere else. I'm going to continue to roll the dice at this low price point of only $14. 269 ISO, 374 WOBA against left-handed pitching. Gonzalez has been solid, but does give up a lot of fly balls. I think that can certainly help a guy like Chris Davis. The beer gut. Really feeling a breakout game here tonight at very low ownership. I think he's a guy that can help you immensely in a GPP format at only $14. Chris Davis, a great buy low here tonight against Marco Gonzalez. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play. But before we do that, guys, who's your favorite play? Who's your beast of the night here on tonight's slate? Let me know in the comment section right below the video while you're there on YouTube. If you enjoy your time here in the fantasy bar, all I ask you take a second. Click that thumbs up button, guys. Really helps us out, and I greatly appreciate it. Now, let's take a look at my favorite play. You know him as the Beast of the Night. Okay. All right, Beast time, we couldn't do a little homecoming show without six-pack, first-ballot, Hall of Famer, outfielder Nelson Cruz. $21, tonight's Beast of the Night. So everything lined up for your boy today. Getting Nelson Cruz in here as well. Anytime there's a lefty on the hill, I'm looking at Nelson Cruz specifically against a mediocre lefty like Stephen Matz. We'll get to him in a minute. But you see that hard contact, right? One of the biggest numbers that you will see, almost 70 percent hard contact against left-handed pitching. ISO as you'd expect, well over 300 at 333. The wOBA as you'd expect, over 400. This guy's been doing this for a very long time, and Matz has given up. A ton of home runs, 15 home runs already to righties, an ISO over 200, 40% hard contact rate. I don't want to spend the next two minutes going on and on about Steven Matz. Not been good against righties. Nelson Cruz, a Hall of Famer against left-handed pitching, making him easily my favorite play on this slate and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that wraps up here for Tuesday in the Fantasy Bar. As always, any questions, comments, feedback, hit me up in that comment section right below the video. You can also Reach out and follow me on Twitter at Rotogrinders.com. I am Beer Sansalu. Best of luck here tonight, guys. We'll be back tomorrow with a six-pack covering DraftKings. So come back for that tomorrow. But good luck tonight, and we'll see you. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel,
1: or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
2: up everybody and welcome to the first show of the day the real show the only one that counts the yahoo tournament show i'm your host head chopper gonna break down some uh baseball games for you game by game on this show here in just a minute and i'm gonna bring in my man right now we, just, we did the show on friday now it's tuesday a few days later we're feeling a little better now a little better and a little better as time goes on i got kurt beast in the house kurt what's
1: yeah, people want people really want to know how the uh, what is it? You had hemorrhoids? Was that what it was? Hernias, hernias. I
2: don't even know what a hemorrhoid. i don't even think I've ever had a hemorrhoid. I don't even know what that is, and I, I probably don't want. I'd rather have that than the hernia thing, though, boy. But uh, yeah, I feel feel a little bit better. I feel a little bit more spunky. Uh, physically, feeling better as far as my baseball teams are going, they're they're really not much better than they have been all year,
1: just very very sporadically. How how's your uh, MLB going so far? I had a great MLB season. I've uh I've kind of tr- toned it down a little bit to uh lock in uh a really good season because uh I was end up I was playing Thunderdome every single night. So before I got too crazy, I uh I decided to peel back a little bit and uh, enjoy the rest of the summer, but uh M- MLB has been absolutely great this year.
2: Yeah, that sounds uh sounds sounds good, man. I mean, you really got to have a certain Level of dedication to get to the MLB, and uh, I just haven't had it. I played a lot of the, I played the NBA showdowns up until the very last game, and just hadn't been my summer for MLB. But now's the time to turn the corner. Also, we got some uh, golf this weekend too, so a big major. You, you getting in on that?
1: No, uh, I'm not a big golf guy, so uh, I'll probably skip it. But you never know. Sometimes if I if I'm feeling uh, a little crazy, I'll end up just going ham on some golf, but I doubt it.
2: Yeah, they got some. This is where the big prize pools are; these majors. So uh, get in on that. So, guys, uh, got some things to run down here before we even get cranked up with the show. Like I said, we're going to go game by game. We're going to break down it all, and then at the very end, we'll put together a lineup. Hopefully today, I'll save a little extra time so we can really meticulously get into that lineup and break it down the way we really want to, instead of uh, having to rush through it at the end. But man, fifteen games is tough. But got to get through the the, the the bill paying stuff first. So we got a like and subscribe button on you on the video. Whatever format you're watching, the like and subscribe stuff. Please click that button. That's what we that's what we need over here. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, turn on your notifications for the live shows by clicking that little bell icon that's uh, next to the subscribe button. So get in on that. Also, guys, as of today, the Yahoo Best Ball is live. So if you're into that best ball stuff, which I know a lot of people are, it, it is the uh, it is the way to play season long leagues these days. Yahoo is now live, so join one of those leagues today. They they sponsor the show. They got a great product, period. I know know Kurt plays all the fantasy sports at Yahoo for DFS. It's just a great product, so get in on the best balls today over there. Also, while you're looking at the best balls and you're trying to figure things out, use RG. Use RG to the best of your benefit, and if you do want to use RG, right now is the time to do it. After the All-Star break, we've got this big promotion going on where everything's pretty much sliced in half for your uh, for your fees. You can get in on one of these. uh One site for one sport for $84.99. Combo it up for $99.99. That's the way you got to go, actually. You combo the sites up. That's what you do. $99.99. You get the RG information. We talked about it on Friday's show. Such great content. Even just one little piece like the Cheese is Good article is worth that every month and then you factor in what Notorious does, what STL Cars does, the expert rankings, is everything going into it. That's 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 the place to be. So if you're looking for a discount, that's your discount right there, guys. Also, we're not finished yet, Kirk. We got more stuff to get through here. Tell, tell me, bring it on. Oh man, the SharpSide app. I know you're. Uh, I know you like. I know you like your little sports betting. The SharpSide app's got the uh, the streak, the streak contest going on now, which is. Go into the app, pick out a game, click on it, and lock it in as your streak game. If you win, you've got a streak built up, and you keep on going on until you finally lose. When you finally lose, your streak is over, but you can start over again. So what happens at the end of the month is the longest streak is going to get $1,500 in FanDuel credit into their FanDuel account. That's pretty awesome stuff right there. Taking a gander at the the Sharp Side app, there's only the highest streak right now is only at eleven, and I think that's I'm not I'm not certain, but I think that streak might be over with because it's been sitting on eleven for a while. So you've still got fourteen days left in this month. You can catch that guy at eleven, and you can be, you can be the the streak master here for SharpSide. for the way You can get that 1500 dollars is nothing to sneeze at. That's not just some little oh. Pissant at $50 promo right there. That's 1500 bucks. That's pretty good stuff right there. So I would say get in on that. It costs you absolutely nothing to give it a shot. Just download the app and and we're all going to look at Vegas lines anyway, when we do DFS, it all, it all comes, comes full circle. So get in on that. And then i got the last one here is the RG badge promo. As always producer going to drop the link in chat for our RG badge promo, get in there. Go and change out your badge to a Roto-Grinders badge. Finish uh, top 10 in the tournament of 5,000 or more people. You're going to get uh, – well, you are gonna get, you can get a free shout-out just for doing it, but you can get a, a free month's worth of RG stuff if you finish top 10 in that GPP and you let us know about it, screenshot it, and all that stuff. So we got the, the shout-out today. It's just one name. Just one name today. We had like 12 of them on Friday, but we got one name today. That's Crack Bang. Crack Bang is uh, the guy we want. I see Dean in chat. Dean's uh, ruffling my feathers about the – pro, but he will not ruffle my feathers too much because, number one, I'm a professional. We can whip through these 15 games quick. We will whip through these 15 games quick. We're not going to sit there and – we're not going to stroke each other on the pitchers for the next 45 minutes. We're going to get through these games fast. And, number two, he has no room to talk because I witnessed the show on Friday where half the beer ran down his face as he was trying to shotgun it. It was a good effort, but man, some guys just got to stay in their lane. and uh... cut,
1: cut him some slack. I heard uh, he, he's still drunk. He ended up going on a complete bender after that last night. So, you know, give him a break here in chat. He's probably not in his normal mindset.
2: Fair enough, Dean. I'm going to cut you some slack. Cut you some slack, Kurt D says. So, so with that being said, Kirk, man, we're going to break down these 15 games. I like this format game by game. We could just... Quickly breeze through these games if we don't have any interest in them and we get through with it. And then we'll save us about 15 minutes at the end and then we'll build us a Yahoo lineup because I think it's going to be very interesting. The overview I'm seeing today, correct me if I'm wrong, not a lot of great pitching. There's actually might just be a couple of really, really good pitchers, no great pitching, lots of offense, so many high team totals out there. So are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing, like just a ton of offense out there tonight?
0: Yeah,
1: there's no shortage of offense tonight, and uh, you know, good good spots all over the place. And then, uh, I mean, we do have some some good arms, but not great arms, right? Like uh, some guys that have outperformed our expectations this season. Um, and then uh, I would say, kind of maybe the, the the one true ace would be Walker Bueller.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then, uh, and then we've got some decent mid-range options, some value plays, and then some, some guys that are super cheap. So there's plenty of different ways to attack this slate tonight, and, uh, but bats are going to be the priority. So
2: from a personal standpoint, I'm, I'm kind of like, even on the NBA or baseball, I see six, seven, eight games. That's kind of my sweet spot. That's where I'd like to be. And then, I, I, you know, I'd like for uh, the stuff to shape up a certain way within those six or seven, eight games. That's where I like to be. But here we are, 15 games, like so much offense. Is this is this the kind of slate you will attack heavily or you'll pull back on because there's going to be a lot of variance? Do you like this kind of slate or, or how how do you feel about something like
1: this? Uh I'm gonna attack it the same way I attack every slate is I'm just gonna play every single contest and uh hopefully uh I do better on a large slate here. But it's gonna get I'm prepared for the variance, I'm prepared for the craziness. You know, there's gonna be I mean nothing was crazier than uh over the weekend when cores went absolutely ballistic when it looks like it was gonna get potentially postponed. Um I like you never know where you're at on a given slate any given night with the way that these offenses have been uh, shaken out lately. So I'm expecting that tonight. I'm expecting it to just to be crazy, but I'll be in there in every contest.
2: All right. Not let's y- do it. Then. Let's get into it then. Let's just kick it off with the first one. Again, we're going to be using some Yahoo pricing here because that's our sponsor site and we'll build a Yahoo at, uh, team at the end. So let's crank it up here with the first game on the board on the Roto Grinders lineup page. That's the Dodgers at the Phillies, nine and a half total here with Walker Bueller, the the aforementioned Walker Bueller minus two hundred over Vincent Velasquez. So, uh, pitching in this game, I assume we've got to have Walker Bueller
1: on our radar because he's one of the very few
2: really solid options tonight.
1: Yes, indeed. Um, there are some K's in the lineup for him, but he's he's clearly the top arm, and from a pedigree standpoint as well. You know, I mean, this guy is. He's the, the Dodger ace um, nowadays, um, and uh, besides uh, one blip on the radar at Coors, uh, he's looked um, pretty unstoppable um, lately. You know, it had had took him a little while to get going, but, you know, he's got the full repertoire. He's got the K upside. He's, he's a nasty pitcher. He's got this nasty stuff. So, um, I, you know, the only thing to not like would be the ballpark and the potential weather here, and, you know, there are some tough bats Especially from the with the platoon, um, you know, in this lineup. But there's also some K's here. They are somewhat patient of an offense, and they do take like guys like Reese Hoskins take a lot of walks and whatnot. But I I think he's from a, he's probably the best pitcher, going to be the highest scoring pitcher, honestly, in my opinion. Should be, should be.
2: Yeah, I. I
1: Party's projections say otherwise. The bat says otherwise, but I'm not buying that
2: we we'll give it time maybe closer to the closer to the uh, game they'll uh, factor in uh, he'll factor in a few other things and you never know what what may change there so uh the, the bats then i assume the uh philly side we can scratch off
1: um yeah i don't have much interest there it would be for deep gpp stuff but uh, you know anything can happen but uh yeah i don't have much interest
2: so on the other side we have a, an elite offense here what what are the better offenses on the day, one of the better offenses in all of baseball, really, uh, and they just keep on producing, man. And they get a pitcher today who can be wild at times, can be on a short leash, can give up home runs. So, where does this Dodgers uh, stack rank on your on your GPP radar?
1: I mean, they got to be up there. Uh, they should be pretty popular. Um, they were, they were, they went off last night. We saw, you know, the damage. The pricing is is good on some of these guys. Like Jock Peterson is just way too cheap uh, leading off there's pinch his but it doesn't really matter. Um, he's only 10 bucks and Vincent Velasquez. This is a guy there just continue. I mean, he's pitched decently well recently, but I'm not buying it. This is a really tough spot. There's a lot of, you know, potent lefties that can really do some damage here against him. And, uh, they've been trying to make this guy work for forever. And, uh, he's just not, not very good in my opinion he doesn't have a the full pitch repertoire uh to be successful so um and he struggles with command of time so this is a high upside spot especially with the way the phillies bullpen has been this season so for the the dodgers so you have to like a lot of these guys so like jock is is probably the best play and then uh belliger is uh someone if you're going to prioritize one high-end bat in the outfield he's probably the guy
2: yeah, the uh, chat saying that the lineup is just out. It's not showing on the RG page just yet. I give it a probably about a minute. It'll refresh, and then uh, then we'll circle back to it and see if there's any anything big right there. As of right now, let's move on to the Washington-Baltimore game where it's an 11.5 total. Austin Voth against Asher Wojciechowski, 11.5, minus 188 in favor of Washington there. Voth, Wojciechowski, is there any, uh, any love for either one of these guys?
1: Uh, there's not. Um, Hey, listen, you you don't have to sugarcoat it for you. You just say, no, let's move it on down the road. Yeah, I don't. I mean, people might try to get cute with uh, Voth, um, but uh, I have not been very impressed with what I've seen out of him. Uh, Watched most of his starts. And, uh, yeah, it's a matchup against the Orioles. That's about it. But uh, we do have some potential weather concerns, so we'll have to wait for Roth on this one. But uh, I'm not interested in pitchers. I'm interested in bats for sure in this game.
2: All right, talk to me about the bats, then. You like some bats here. Let's uh, tell, me what, tell me which ones jump out on, on either team you have at it. I mean,
1: Woj has flashed some strikeout stuff, but this, is a, this guy is not a great pedigree talent or anything. He's just somehow luck, luck boxed his way back up into the majors, and uh, he should be pretty bad. Um, and this is a really tough uh, Nationals lineup and it's a tough ballpark, so um, should be hot and humid um, both, so the ball should be flying. So, I mean, I love this, the Nats to go toe-to-toe with pretty much anybody on the slate here for upside. So I, I, I have interest in all these guys. Like, they all make great – like, Soto could be the top, one of the top overall plays on the slate in the outfield um, with the platoon in that ballpark. Rendon is a, is a nice pivot off of uh, Arenado. Uh, who's going to be a complete chalk? Eaton, whatever Turner um, can go toe to toe with anybody here in this spot. So I mean, all these guys bring upside. Matt Adams is cheapish, uh, probably good for a homer here tonight. And uh, we know how bad this uh, Baltimore bullpen is. Can we run it back with
2: anybody from Baltimore? If you're into like a like a little mini game
1: stack, I mean, you can because I don't think Voth. Um, or the Nats bullpen is very good either. Um, so um, you know, like VR. Let me see pricing first of all for us.
2: They're actually not that cheap. You probably get better, better pound for pound deals with the Dodgers bats, to be honest with you.
1: So Mancini's come down. Now he's in a in a massive slump right now. But if you don't believe in uh, hot streaks or cold streaks, then he's a guy that certainly looks uh, underpriced for 12 bucks, home run upside. Chance Cisco could be like the GPP pivot off of uh, Gary Sanchez, but, you know, there's a huge talent gap there between the two. But, you know, I could see that working out. Um, Dwight Smith Jr.'s cheap has some pop. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's about it. I mean, VR always has upside.
2: Fair enough. Let's move it on down
1: here, man. Uh, let me
2: see. I guess the next game on the board here will be Tampa Bay at New York. We get uh, we get CC Sabathia minus one sixty four against yeah you, know, you know a combination of guys here probably starting with Stanek, and then uh, we got a ten for a total here. Now this is the game last night that it's just a little, it's kind of a little bit tilting when you're in a GPP and a guy like Travis Darno goes for three home runs and. And you don't have him and somehow you know the ownership is low but even at 2% that's enough to that's enough to win a tournament for somebody and it's not you so i don't know man is there going to be another uh, Travis darno in this game today
1: um cc has done okay um the advanced stats say otherwise um so there's always a, a you know there's this game could go both ways he's certainly capable of racking up a decent outing against uh, Tampa who does strike out against left-handed pitching he's not a much of a strikeout guy um, but you know flashes it at times it's going to be hot in New York you know we've all you guys seen the amount of sweat that this guy drops after just like two innings in the heat you ever see him out there yeah. It's going to be dripping tonight. I in it right away. He's going to be dripping. And so uh, that that to me says uh this would probably be a sneaky spot to load up on some rays. Um and uh you know Darnold would make some sense again.
2: All right. So uh I mean, I like I like the
1: obviously you got to like the Yanks, too. Yeah, it's gonna be-
2: big price tags, but those are big bats and I mean, it's safe to say that they they're a little bit disappointing last night. You expect them to be a little bit more on point tonight?
1: Yeah, um, and, uh, I mean, Sanchez is just too cheap. He's 14 bucks. He's going to have the platoon against Jalen Beeks. Um, we know, you know, I mean, he's just like the auto cash play tonight from the catcher position.
2: Anybody else? Anybody else in the game that you feel like, all right, I got to get that guy in there if I'm building 10 lineups, he's definitely going to be on a couple of them?
1: Um, it would be uh, Garcia would be the potential just because of his price tag just looking for a home run against uh sabathia and uh i mean and carnal sion is uh 15 bucks offers a lot of upside so i, I would just be the price plays for me so it's like stacking, if,
2: if you're stacking the yankees you can only use the one first baseman. is it void or is it edwin
1: i mean edwin's better hitter and five bucks cheaper
2: all right that's fair enough. We're moving on down the road now. Let's see. We got the Dodgers lineup in. Finally, there's no surprises there. Peterson leading off at 10 bucks. Everybody else following suit looks good. So, yeah, everything looks kosher there. Next game on the board for us is Detroit against Cleveland. Ten and a half total in this game. So, some more runs here. We got Ryan Carpenter against Zach Plesek. Plesek, a big minus 240 here against Detroit. Any interest in Plesek or even Carpenter for that matter?
1: It uh, looks like we got some weather issues here. So we're going to have to uh, be alert to what Kevin Roth says. Um, although uh, I'm not going to lie. I've been uh, throwing him under the bus sometimes under DMS with other people saying, you know, when I get uh, tilted, when I lose players because of weather, but uh, just getting there, uh, he's, he's the best in the business. So, I mean, it, it you can't really go pitchers here. Uh, Pleaseak would be like a guy that's way down the list. I would have some potential interest just because of the matchup, and there is some strikeouts to be had. Um, but you uh, you can't play Ryan. Ryan Carpenter is horrendous. Um, and, I mean, I love the Indians in this spot, you know, because there's just massive steal upside, and, you know, they should go off against such a poor pitcher and a poor bullpen.
2: Yeah, that's probably why they got that big old six-and-a-half total is because Carpenter's bad. So, uh, with that being said, give me a couple of your favorite Cleveland bats
1: in this game. I mean, it starts with Lindor. Uh, Mercado just showed the kind of upside. He's, I mean, he's he's in the rookie of the year conversation. He's not going to win it, but he's in the conversation. He's having a great season. He's got a lot of stolen base upside and has flashed some power. Um, Carlos Santana, I just can't play because of the price. Uh you know, if you want to look at numbers against uh, left-handed pitching, then Luke uh, Lou would be the guy. Um, just has monster home run upside against uh, lefties. Jose Ramirez is starting to come around, but I'm not paying 20 bucks when I think. Let's see, what's Nolan? What's Nolan's tag? Uh, yeah, cheaper. No, no, they're the same price. Uh-huh. So I guess if you want to, you want to play a game theory, you could do it, but I won't be.
2: Fair enough. They're in a good spot. Get in on, to, on those. So you're saying stolen bases are the way we can uh we can get some stolen yeah, bases. Fast,
1: so it's like just flat. I mean, these guys can all hit too. So like, yeah. Try to load it up with maybe you get the double steals or you know even if they even if they hit a single they at least can uh, salvage with their stolen base upside.
2: All right, well, we're going to keep that in our mind as we build our Yahoo lineup here in just a little bit. But uh, that sounds good. So next game on the board for us. Toronto against Boston, another huge total here, eleven and a half. With, oh man, I'm not even gonna. I'm gonna J, J, Jacob, Jacob Walks Pack. We'll go Walks Pack. That sounds good. The other guy I do know that's Andrew Kashner, recently traded from Baltimore, at the ace of the staff to Boston, only making the stronger team stronger with the addition of Andrew Kashner, who's a who's a true true certified ace in this game. But a big total here! Any interest in the pitching?
1: Nope, negative.
2: Then, think- if,
1: if you want to look at uh swinging strike rate and K percentage, then uh, Wags Pack is up there.
2: Is <laughs> I don't even. Is this his major league debut, or has he actually been around for a little bit? Uh, I mean,
1: he's been in he's been in two games this season. I think one of them was uh, already against the Red Sox. Ooh, that's not good. That's not good. Let me uh, let me look that up here that's not good if he's
2: already faced a team this early in his career
1: yeah uh he had five innings pitched uh did pretty well against them uh except for blew up a little bit for three and runs but had four strikeouts seven strikeouts against tampa but this guy is not supposed to be very good
2: all right well then uh we can get some hitting in this game as of course the vegas total tells us we can so uh the Toronto side against Kashner, are you just kind of, even if you don't play Kashner, do you have any interest in Toronto? Or would you rather just with, with 30 teams on the board today, you'd rather just kind of gloss over
1: them? I mean, I'm pumped that Kashner has joined my Red Sox here to uh, get us to the postseason. Um, he's actually pitched surprisingly effective and I do feel more comfortable than a lot of the other bums we keep throwing out there. But uh with him, it will, it'll be interesting to see how it works out. But I'm not – no, this is a this is a bats game. It wouldn't shock me if he has – if he rolls off a really good start here against Toronto, you know. But, uh, I mean, let's be real. We're not going there.
2: We're not going there. We can take some Toronto bats. And Boston, I assume, is going to be a, a team that you're going to target tonight. You really like them against Wax Pack?
1: Um, I do have them up there on the list. There's, I mean, I like so many offenses. So, yeah, so it's like – all these guys are high upside guys, but the pricing makes them pretty hard to play on Yahoo tonight. So like, I mean, the only reasonably priced bat is uh, Ben attendee who's been struggling um, lately um, at 15 bucks. JD uh, is definitely, he's, he's probably the the second bat. I'd probably take JD first Ben attendee. I could use if I wanted a piece of this game. I mean, Devers is unbelievable um Betts would be you know he's having a disappointing season but he'd be a fine play but like I just can't get there with pricing on all these guys but you know you can make a stack and use some of these lower end pitchers
2: yeah that, that would be kind of a contrarian stack here on Yahoo with these prices being the way they are these are some uh if you're going to take those top four guys you're paying a heavy price for them so Maybe that's a good GPP option, though. Maybe it drives down, even with that big team total, that ownership gets driven down because of the price tag. But uh, we're going to drive it on down to the next game on the board. Oh, man, this is a weird one right here. Ugly. San Diego at Miami with an eight total. Logan Allen against uh, Yamamoto. Just, I don't even know. Any interest in the pitching here? I mean, it's it's too bad. Well, at least Miami's a bad offense. San Diego is kind of underachieving, but uh, any interest in the pitching?
1: Well, uh, we have one overachiever on the Hill, which is uh, Jordan Yamamoto. It's, it's hard to ignore what he's doing. He's got a 27% K percentage. Um, he's Sierra is uh, 4.8. His uh, ERA is 1.24. Um, definitely, so that's cause for concern right there. Um, he has a 0% uh, home run to fly ball. Um, And meanwhile, he's given up 43.1% hard contact. So it appears that he's been getting extremely lucky. Um, He's got an extremely low Babbitt, um, does pitch in a good park, has K upside. For some reason, I can't quite pinpoint his pitch repertoire. doesn't look like he doesn't throw heat um, and he doesn't have any pitch that really stands out as really nasty. So I'm not buying it at all and uh he might be popular and he might do very well because of this matchup tonight but it's someone i'm fine avoiding the only case i mean the case to be made would be that there the strikeout stuff he's flashed so far although it's off of a very low swinging strike rate um in comparison to his k percentage and uh the matchup with the padres and in the, the good home park and you get to avoid any of this weather but uh yeah i'll, I'll pass there so what you're telling me is
2: San Diego, who will be like less than 1% owned, could possibly be, if you, if you wanted to go with the power bats here, and some of them are actually pretty cheap, could actually be a GPP winning lineup here, a GPP winning stack when you start talking about a home run upside in, in a vacuum, Reyes, Machado, Renfro, even Tatis, that's a lot of power right there,
1: especially for the price. Like Mejia could be a fine catcher play, like that. No one's going to play for eight bucks. Uh, Renfro, the home run upside for fifteen bucks. We like him against the lefty, but um, certainly has been hit. You know, hitting some right-handed pitching this season. Renfro, I mean Reyes, Reyes offers the uh, home run upside. So yeah, it's just a tough park, and so you worry about the upside too from this lineup in general. But I think you can use some of these guys.
2: I think All right.
1: completely sneaky.
2: And is there anybody on Miami who gets a left hander you feel like you need to get in there? Okay, just move, move it on down the road if you want to. And I think
1: Logan Allen will probably have a decent start here. Um, he'll probably rack up a bunch of outs. Um, but uh, he just doesn't have that K upside.
2: No K upside. All right, let's move it on down then. Arizona at Texas. Here you go. And here's a an nice hitters park for you. Uh, we got a 10 total here with Lance Lynn minus 162 against Alex Young coming back for Arizona, Lance Lynn. Oh man, Lance Lynn. He shut out the Astros in the first game back off the all-star break. He's a, he's an interesting character. He can, he actually flashes some really good upside at times. What do you think about these two pitchers?
1: Yep. Uh, Lance Lynn is for real. Uh, I've been saying it for probably the last month, you know, especially when I went and I watched him pitch against the Red Sox and I, I had like great seats for that one game. Cause it was a, afternoon game or like no and there was a Bruins playoff that night so like nobody the tickets were really cheap so I grabbed like really sweet seats and uh man he blew me away with how good he looked and I was like oh and then I started digging into this guy and he's legit he's always been decent against right handers but he's downright nasty against them this season he throws heat he's he's you know he's he goes deep into games he's like everything we want it's a tough ballpark um but you know, I, I like what he's been doing, and I, uh, I'm, I'm fine playing him here against the Diamondbacks. So, Bueller, if I could get to Bueller, he would be my number one. But if I can't get to him, I'd be just fine plugging in Lance Lynn.
2: Interesting, Lance Lynn getting a, the seal of approval from Kirk Dees today. So, uh, on the so, I assume Arizona bats are not something we really want to target in this game. Then, and, and and that's fine. With 30 teams on the slate, you got to draw the line somewhere. But the Rangers at home against Alex Young, the left-hander. The Rangers aren't necessarily a team. I, I mean, there's so a lot of their power comes from their left-handed hitters. Facing left-handers isn't always the most optimal thing for them. But is there anybody
1: in this lineup that we're looking at? Um I mean, this is a this is a if you want to Lance Lynn will be somewhat popular. If you want like an unowned stack, it's pro- in a really good ballpark and heat then uh you know guys who have home run upside then uh the diamondbacks could definitely fit the bill so as much as i do like lynn i can see the the upside if they uh if he regresses a little and gets knocked around in this heat you know anyone can have an off night as well like jake lamb is cheap um Marte has been great this season dyson um is a lefty uh, has the stolen base upside uh so that whole – that I mean, and Crone uh, has a home run upside for sure. So, I mean, that whole front of the lineup you could play. So I don't, I don't mind that. I do have – definite have interest in the Texas side against Alex Young. Um, I think no one's going to play Joey Gallo, but I think that's a mistake. Um, and he, he has monster upside even in the lefty-lefty matchup. If he makes contact, he crushes the ball. Um it's too bad that uh Delano DeShields didn't make the lineup because I was a guy that I wanted to play tonight but uh you can play a lot of these guys and if they, if they rip into the if they get into that bullpen then this whole stack could uh go off
2: Fair enough next game on the board Cincinnati at Chicago 10 and a half total here with uh <clears throat> Anthony DiScalfani Di against Alec Mills I gotta take a second to adjust there man and you can get into it I- He's Scalvani against Mills. It's a 10 and a half total. The wind is definitely doesn't look like it's going to be an offensive factor. It's more or less neutral here. So, uh, I don't know about these pitchers right here. I assume these pitchers are not necessarily any, either one of these guys
1: you want to, you want to roster. Nope. Um, I don't want anything to do with, uh, Tony Disco against the the Cubs here who've got, um, enough good lefties to uh, take advantage of his, uh, lack of skills against left-handed hitting. Um, I mean, this is a guy who's given up close to 50% hard contact to lefties, um, 22% K's, which is just average. Um, but has you know, given up 20% isolated power. So Schwarber is too cheap leading off. So the bats are where I'm looking. Um, you can play a lot of these Cubs, but Schwarber, is too cheap. And then uh, let me just check the price on Rizzo. Rizzo is a fine first base play, although Jock is going to be the chalk. But for GPPs, Rizzo definitely has upside here and uh, will be lower owned for sure.
2: What about them Reds' bats against out? Do you know anything about Alec Mills? What do, we, what do we expect out of Mills tonight?
1: I don't think he's a very highly touted prospect. And uh, I don't know a lot about him, except I know that I don't like him. Um and uh I would have no problem. You know, Winker leading off certainly looks tempting for ten bucks. That looks like a really solid play. Um Dietrich is only seven bucks pinch hit risk for sure. I hate the the Reds in their pinch pinch hitting. It's almost like Dodger esque. But uh you can I think those are two really solid plays here that can fill out your lineups tonight.
2: Sounds good. Let's move it on down the road, though. We got a lot of games to get through here and we still got to build that lineup in about 10 to 10, 15 minutes. So New York Mets at Minnesota. This is a sneaky one for some offense. I don't even know if it's sneaky. I, I take that back. Ten and a half total. Steven Matt's on one side taking on Michael Pineda. Uh, Pineda's the 160 favorite here. I'm seeing I'm seeing some ownership though drifting towards these two, both these offenses here. And in, in the early edition of the ownership stage that I was looking at, I thought these stacks, especially Minnesota, might be kind of popular. So, uh, talk to me about Pineda or Matt. It's any interest in those two guys?
1: Well, um, Pineda looks like is going to be a tiny bit popular, maybe. Uh, from uh, at least if uh, Jamino is correct. I mean, from what I've seen, he's got him at. Twenty-two percent ownership. Is that correct?
2: It's early, but that's the that's the that's the current number on Pineda.
1: Yeah. Um, no, thank you for me. Um, I, will I, not agree be, with that. I will. I will not be playing uh, Pineda. Um, that leaves me with some interest in some of these Mets bats. Um, Conforto it looks just way too cheap at eleven bucks. Um, Cano is seven bucks starting to at least show some signs of life here. So I can get behind that, especially because if you're looking for a cheap second baseman, uh scooter didn't make the lineup tonight. So that kind of leaves uh Cano as the default, but, or, or if uh, Hampson makes the lineup for the, the Rockies, but uh Cano, I'm just fine with playing. So I had to have some interest in these Mets and uh, I think the, the twins make for great stack. Uh, Matt's has been, you know, had, isn't, is probably not going to go very long in this game is not, you know, I, I'm, I'm shorting all of these Mets guys, especially the second half of the season. I just, I just feel like that team is a train wreck and uh, Mats is nothing. He's going to, there's a lot of home run upside is what I'm trying to say here for this uh, Minnesota team. You know, Mats is over 200 ISO to each side of the plate really high value hit percentage isn't stretched out there's a bad bullpen behind them so like i could see minnesota just completely going off
2: yeah so, I think, is there weather issues here I don't, i'm not seeing it i'm seeing pretty pretty neutral weather here so i don't think we have anything to worry about but uh yeah i'm just, i'm seeing it. if you got to pick one guy one guy taking on match tonight one guy out of this minnesota lineup Who's the go-to guy? Oh, it's
1: Nelly Cruz against the yes. lefty, right? There we go. Now we're talking. We're talking day, every day. CJ Cron two um, will be completely forgotten. Um, I mean, this this whole lineup is going to have a lot of power. You'll get into the bullpen. Marwin Gonzalez is cheap at eleven bucks. Polanco's cheap at thirteen. I mean, everybody's everybody except Nelly's the kind of the high-priced guy here. But that I mean, that's such an easy stack to build one through five. Yeah, looks good. So And uh Kepler, I mean if Trevor Bauer was pitching.
2: There you go, man. Amazing um, what
1: that dude has done to Bauer this year. Some guys I mean
2: some people will tell you BvP does not does not does not matter, Kurt. It does not matter.
1: What's Dean? Dean's talking Madden football in chat? What's going on here? Dean's talking best balls.
2: I think he's uh, talking. No, he's talking. Oh, you know what he's talking?
1: He's drunk. He's drunk.
2: He's, he's still talk, drunk. He's, he's talking Scott Fishbowl. That that's a, a step. It's <laughs> a step word. he's talking Scott Fishbowl. So yeah, we're out on that, Dean. We, we gave our opinion on that on Friday show. We're not big fans of the Scott Fish. If you want, if you want some donation to the charity, just come ask me. I will gladly donate. But yeah. I'm the football to do the charity. But I don't want to anyway,
1: read. I'll, I'll donate. I don't want to read your draft.
2: Exactly. let can we can we get a uh, a Chat mute button like we do on Twitter, and I can just mute Scott Fishbowl, Scott Fishbowl Nine, whatever it is, and you know, we don't have to listen to it. But we got a lot of games to get through here. Not much time left. We got to start. We got. We got to start. We got to get on the ball here. You ready? We're going to start blowing through these games here. Atlanta at Milwaukee, nine and a half total. Woodruff
1: against Bryce Wilson. What do uh, we think about? What do we think about? Woodruff going to be chalk, um, and it's a tough matchup. Uh, I mean the it's a little. It's not as tough as I originally thought it would be. You know, um, there are some strikeouts down at the bottom of the lineup. There, I think they're like eleventh in K percentage, um, or no, something around that. But or eleventh in uh, let me let me let me double check that. Let me let me get you fresh numbers. Braves versus uh, They're nineteenth in K percentage. So there's not a ton of strikeout upside. In WRC plus, I think they're eleventh. And we know they're a potent lineup. Good ballpark. They have some, uh, some guys that can take advantage. Freddie Freeman can take advantage of that ballpark for sure. Mark you know, makes contact strikeouts down the bottom. Um, but you know, it's a completely potent lineup, right? Like Acuna Swanson Donaldson, all these guys with legit power. So it's a tough spot. There's a ton of strikeout upside for Woodruff. He's just been really good in that department this season. He's, you know, you take out the small sample stuff from a couple of guys he's the clear leader in almost a 29 percent k percentage uh strikes out both lefties and righties um his walks have been pretty good so his command is good for sure um hard contact is gives up a decent amount but not a ton and uh looks pretty solid so i he's rightfully so he's chalk um and he would if you can get to a lineup with uh bueller and woodruff i think that's probably the way to go but it's tough tonight because of all the bets so that's where you're gonna have to make your priorities fair enough is that is that is that what you got uh, wilson has pedigree you could play him for 26 bucks with potential some strikeout upside but i probably won't i like some other cheaper guys cheap guys too that i think if i have a little bit more upside
2: all right, let's let's get to those. Let's just moving on down and get to those guys coming up here. So uh, Pittsburgh at St. Louis next game. Pretty low, docile total here of only nine compared to these other games we've gone through. Uh, Jack Flaherty on one side, minus one ninety favorite over Dario Agrizal. So we'll go Dario Agrizal for Pittsburgh getting the start. Flaherty, any interest in old old Jackie Flaherty there?
1: Yeah, he's going to be the chalk SB two. Um... 36 bucks on yahoo he's he's underpriced across the industry he had a good start in his last one against san francisco so that kind of ropes everybody back in and it's not the most threatening matchup against the pirates however there's just not a ton of k's in this uh against the against pittsburgh who comes in at uh 28th in the league against uh, right-handed pitching and k percentage so um it's this is it's this is kind of the spot, right? Like if it, it's if you I would feel much better having like Bueller or Lynn with Woodruff, but the as an SP 2 But I have a feeling that the chalk pairing is going to be Woodruff and Flaherty. Oh, so,
2: okay. so if we're going Flaherty, then uh,
1: Pittsburgh is not a team that's necessarily on your radar tonight. No, um, I mean, that's he's. He's had some some shaky starts, um, and the weather should be hot there. Let me double check that. What's the, what are you what are you showing for a dew point chop? Uh, seventy
2: nine degrees, eighty eight percent humidity is what I'm seeing right uh, now. That looks that looks rough, but uh, I mean Josh Bell, right? Yeah, he's he's the he's the one guy, right? That you can always single off out of this lineup if you have to.
1: Yep. Um, Adam Frazier leading off too. Um, no one's gonna play him tonight, but that's he's he's. I mean, this game could. This game has like could go both ways. There's a sneaky upside in both both sides.
2: Your best couple of bats against against Agra's all tonight for St. Louis. Who's your best couple St. Louis bats? Tyler O'Neal. Yes, he's good, man.
1: Uh, I don't know if he's good. He's, oh, big. he's
2: been he's been good to DFS
1: here. The, the he's last been good. Week so. He's been good lately. So that's
2: all about long, listen, he double
1: donged for me the other day. Yeah, me too. And then oh. I ended up and then I ended up getting smoked at the end because all the freaking cores, the senzel and everybody caught me. So the way it works,
2: Kirk, is well, if a guy double dongs for me, he's automatically good for at least the next couple months. I don't care how if he doesn't 60, even get do another
1: 60, hit. 66% hard contact over the last 30 days. A lot Ooh. of strike he strikes out a ton but this is a matchup he should be able to exploit. Um, I mean, he's, he's he's eight bucks, so he's he's definitely the home run upside value bet. All
2: right, let's move it. Chicago, KC, this is a sneaky, sneaky stat game right here. Dylan C, Dylan Cease against Glenn Sparkman, 10.5 total. Pretty even odds here. Only minus 120 on the Chicago White Sox side. I, I, I assume, okay, Fran Mill Reyes has been scratched from the uh, Miami lineup. So that does take some of that home run appeal, uh, not Miami against against Miami, San Diego. That takes some of the appeal out of the San Diego. The power stack for me is having Reyes out. That, that's a big power bet. So he's scrapped. So if you got that stack, change that up a little bit. Kansas City and Chicago. Pitching, I would assume, is not the strong suit in this game.
1: Yes, not, not for Kansas City for sure. Is Dylan Cease but- City good? He is he's, but he's raw. He's a young prospect with a lot of K upside. Um, flash some good K stuff, but that was against the tigers also has struggled with his command like, uh, guys have so far. And, you know, when they come up, but this is a guy that if, you know, the, the Royals are not very patient lineup. There are K's in this It's the first time they're seeing them. Um, He's a guy that I think you can play as a kind of, a if things break your way, high upside GPP play for cheap.
2: Interesting. You got me there. I was expecting a lot of KC offense. Now I'm going to have to do a double take when the show's over. I might, might have to pull some of that back. So let's get to the offenses here. The Chicago offense against Sparkman, you think this is a really good spot. Give me some, give me some of the premier hitters in here.
1: Yeah, I mean – the, the problem with uh, Chicago White Sox is that they strike out a lot, but they do have some, some, some thump. Uh, Mankata stands out as an awesome play against a low strikeout, bad pitcher like Sparkman. Um, he is priced up. So he's t- more expensive than Arenado, which is just ridiculous, right? Like, come on, like do better with pricing, but um yeah, there's there's high upside for home. I mean, there's home runs, tough ballpark, but like Mancada, Abreu, even McCann, uh, Jimenez down in like the sixth position um, makes some sense here. So this is this is kind of deep GPP stuff, but uh, I don't mind it. And especially, I kind of like them for like filler to like differentiate your lineup tonight, like because I don't I don't know about this this the whole stack going off.
2: All right, fair enough. Next game on the board, this could be stacked. And, I guess and
1: sorry, Mondesi is always worth thirteen. Yeah.
2: Always, always. And that $13 price tag on Yahoo is ridiculous. He's, You can jump on that in cash games for sure. Next game on the board has a lot of runs projected. But they said that last night, and that did not work out last night so much. So San Francisco at Colorado. Pomeranz looks like the starter here, although I've heard some rumblings of Suarez maybe at some point. I don't know. Pomeranz against Lambert. Uh, I'm going to assume just as always, we don't really touch the course field pitching too much. So, uh, with the offenses here, give me some, give me some thoughts on these offenses.
1: Yeah. You like them, right? Lee like, give you, there's a lot yeah. to like here. This Pomerant sucks. I don't care what anyone says. He had flash like two, two strikeout upside, uh, games, one against uh, the Rockies in uh, San Francisco and everybody was, you know, loves to jump run back to this guy, but he sucks. Okay. I'm going to say it. And, uh, So the Rockies have not been hitting lately, Um, at least last night for sure. Uh, That killed my lineups last night on Yahoo. Uh, I had I actually, I faded them over on DK. Well, on my uh, best lineup on DK, I had Red Sox Dodgers, but uh, it was a painful night on Yahoo. Um, I paid for Blackman. I won't be paying the $27 for Blackman tonight, but story and Arenado are the two priorities. If I can get them in Desmond, I think has a lot of upside. Um, but he's $19 no one's going to play him. So I do kind of like that for like, uh, I mean, he'll get some, some play, but like not in like cash games. I don't think he will be. So uh, I, I kind of like that play. Uh, Ionetta will probably be popular catcher play, but then, then you look like any of these guys, you can make any lineup you want. Like if you fade Nolan and you play like Sandoval at 13 bucks, he's a good pivot. Uh, Brandon belt is like the clear chalk first base play. Um. Yaskremski uh, looks pretty nice for 13 bucks. Buster Posey's starting to hit. I mean, it's – we don't need to I'm, – I'm not paying 17 bucks for Brandon Crawford. He's hot, though. I know, but I'm not play- – I won't be playing him tonight. But if you want to, go for it.
2: It's the weird thing about those hot streaks in baseball, right? The guys, they just suck for so long, and then they get hot. And you can play them while they're hot, and, and it's all good. And then once they stop being hot, please get off of them again. But right now, he is hot. If you were ever, ever – Go to play Brandon Crawford. Now is the time to play. Him, well, you, know can you can
1: always play. I mean, he's a he's a home run hitter when he actually can hit. Yeah, um, yeah. More, So he's actually
2: was... making a little contact, and he's in course. So everything's working good for him now. And in, in about a week and a half to two weeks, we'll be looking at him and saying, "Now nah, you never play Brandon Crawford again," because it's just the way it is. But it's a massive total, fourteen and a half again tonight. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. So I don't know if it's going to go under the radars. Well, I'm going to. We'll wait at closer to the game time, and we'll see where Jamino has some ownerships at. But if it seems like it's going to go a little bit under the radar with all the other offenses tonight, you can definitely get on this and don't be scared of it. So next game on the board, we, we got two games left here. We need to shoot through them here so we can start building our light up, man. Seattle at Oakland tonight, nine and a half total with Marco Gonzalez and, and Mingdon for Oakland minus 174. What about the two pitchers here? Nope, Negative batters then give me some batters here we we can we got a lefty on the mound for seattle that's usually pretty good against oakland we can usually find some oakland power against yeah, well,
1: low strikeout lefty so that's that's a good thing um all these guys can be played um you know uh semian chapman olsen certainly has good numbers lefty lefty uh great numbers lefty lefty and uh is sneaky here so um certainly uh Gonzalez is just, you know, you can, you can use both lefties and righties. He's given up 47% hard contact to left-handed hitters so far this season, um, a higher exit velocity. Um, I mean, you can just, I think there's the high upside stack here are the A's. Chris Davis is uh, in play for his 14 bucks. He and uh, Schwarber are cheap uh, home run upside outfield plays. He's, Hasn't been hitting homers since uh, he's had some wrist issues and off the I.L., but it's going to be there. Um, So, you know, tonight very well could be the night. Laureano is the guy that, like, I love playing because nobody ever plays. And he's priced at a point, like, he's batting six, he's $21, but he's got speed and power. Um, This is a terrible bullpen, Um, Seattle. It's just a tough park, but this is – they're fully capable of going off here tonight. So this is, like, a low-on stack with a ton of upside. Yeah. What yeah on the, oh. Begley has great numbers, um, against left-handed, um, pitchers at for a cheap punt catcher that nobody plays.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of good things to like about the line. What about the other, other lineup real quick, Seattle against Mingden. Is that, is he just good enough to keep you away from those guys?
1: Yeah. Great mustache. Cheese, uh, likes to say too. And it's true. The guy has a, has a baller mustache. Um, Better than Warren Sharps, but Sharp Warren oh, Sharp right. even better than Warren Sharps. But you know no. Sharp Sharp is a good one himself. Uh, low strikeout, but um, a guy that can certainly limit the anemic offense of Seattle. There's just not much I'd, I want here in this ballpark, right? Like there's just I don't know. There's you know Malik Smick. Let's look at pricing first off because I avoid it. I mean it's just tough to pay 17 bucks for all Malik. these guys
2: are a little bit of yeah maybe Vogelbach's the only one. I mean does. like
1: Narv. Omar Narvaez for 13 bucks for home run upside as a pivot off of, uh, Sanchez Gary the Goat, But like, let's be honest, you'd much rather play Gary the goat here, you know? Yeah. see eager just looks done to me too.
2: It's been a rough year for him. Next game on the board, Astros and angels, uh, a very, uh, intense division rivalry here as we skate down the second half, a 10 total here with Andrew Haney on one side, Hector Rondon, who's just going to get the, uh, you know opener Who's supposed to come in behind him? I don't even, I'm not even sure. I, I think we're, I think the uh, Roto Grinders lineups page is listing whew, a guy who I've never even, I'm an Astros guy and I've never heard of this guy. Uh, Rogelio
1: Arment, Armenteros. I mean, I don't even. I don't know either. So we're going to leave that one for Dino. So if you guys want on an analysis on the Astros pitching situation, Dean is going to take care of you on the flagship show.
2: And they, so they lost uh Peacock the other day they already short short thin thin staff they lost peacock so i got a feeling this is going to be a pure bullpen game i don't even think you look at splits or there'll be a lot of guys in this game for the astros so with that being said a total bullpen game are the angels bats anything you're looking at here
1: um i mean no i mean the astros have a good bullpen
2: yeah, exactly, and, and I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't.
1: Probably Trout's probably out of the lineup tonight. He might, I think he's expected to be back in, but we'll uh, see. I think it's like
2: 50-50. Yeah, if he's out, that really that really takes everybody down a notch. He's a, he's the big guy in the middle there. So, but you're right, the Astros. Even if it's a bullpen game, there are actually a pretty decent bullpen. So, but uh, Andrew Haney, any interest in Andrew Haney against the Astros?
1: He's like a cheap complete wild card. It's the toughest matchup he could get you know, as far as the Astros against left-handed pitching, they don't strike out and they are uh, up there right at the top uh, in the top for uh, WRC plus, you know, they, they are the leader in WRC plus uh, ranked first against left-handed pitching and right down at the bottom again, strikeout. So it would be just one of those where he met, you know, he struggled with his command, you know, he's came out hot out of the gate, but he just hasn't looked right since. But like, if, I've seen worse plays for 33 bucks. not bad to take a chance on, but I would still I would prefer going to a guy like uh Dylan Cease.
2: Fair enough. Let's 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 get into our lineup build here. We got about seven minutes and I want to get in. Pitching. So I mean it's been pretty straightforward from what from what you've said so far. It's Walker Bueller's the clear ace, and then we fill in with a, a cheaper guy around him, or you can even go Lance Lynn. What are we doing with our pitching on our Yahoo lineup? I mean Bueller is the best guy, but boy, he's just so much more expensive than everybody else.
1: Yeah, so I think the chalk is going to be Woodruff Flaherty. If you want to avoid that a little bit, then uh, and you want to play Bueller, which I'm all for, um, it would be Bueller Flaherty. Or if you can, we can utilize some of this value in specific spots. Then we can uh, even get uh, Bueller Woodruff, which makes the most sense from a strikeout upside.
2: All right, we're going to. Pl- I'm going to plug in Bueller Flaherty for now, and then we'll come back around to it. I'm going to get a little stack in here. I want a little stack. All right. I'm going to start off with a little three man stack. Uh, Maybe a three man stack. Let's take a look at plate IQ here. I'm going to pull up the Colorado. I got a feeling with all the games on the board today, uh, 15 games, lots of big totals here, Colorado against Drew Pomerantz may actually go a touch under owned compared to what we're usually assume that they are. And like you said, Pomerantz is nothing, nothing we should be scared of. So, I'm going to avoid a guy like Charlie Blackman, even though the numbers in plate IQ look pretty good here, even against left-handers. But uh, I'm looking at some guys here who've historically, these are, I got the 2019 numbers pulled up. But historically, we've had some a lot of success for some of these guys. Arenado is way too cheap anyway. So he's a guy we can get in there. Trevor Story, you, you kind of touched on. That's a great one-two combo, Story and Arenado. Uh, Story's always been really good against left-handers these numbers this year aren't even they're decent they're not even indicative of how good he's been in his career against lefties and then you mentioned the guy Ian Desmond a guy who will fly under the radar always does well against lefties look at the numbers this year 339 iso uh of course he doesn't walk much but who cares well, I want I want big hits anyway he has got a lot of good things going on here so what do you think about a three-man stack
1: of story Arenado and Desmond yeah I like it uh those would be the the three uh priority bets
2: all right, let me see if I can pull them up. While well, I'm pulling up these names and plugging them in there, I want you to sort through there and tell me some of the other guys that we're looking at. Just generally, a three-man stack is good. Like you said, we don't have to fully stack here on Yahoo to make it happen. We want home runs, so uh, I just want to do the little three mix. I think it goes under own, but other than that, catcher, are we just plugging and playing, Gary? Gary Sanchez.
1: I mean, that's what you like to do. That's where you start, right? Like that's, if we can make that work and like our lineup, that's, that's who we play for cash games. Absolutely. If we're playing tournaments, we can try to beat them.
2: Well, we'll plug him in and see what, and see what we can come up with. First baseman. You got any first
1: base that uh, yeah, jumps up to you? Jock is just way too cheap. 10 bucks.
2: Okay. We're, we, we're going to have to adjust here eventually. Cause I think we're going to run out of money, but uh, I'll plug
1: in Jock for sure. That is, well, you got a nice value. Second baseman. Not really that yeah. nice. Uh, but there's I'll go for the absolute cheapest to help you out, salary. We can plug in Cano.
2: Yeah, Cano is a guy you can play. That is that is a good one. Now we're we're just we're down to two outfield spots and about eight bucks each, about sixteen total. So our maximum we could actually pull this off. Tyler O'Neal. Let's see what we got here for Tyler Uh, O'Neill. Is he related to Shaquille? I think they there it may not be blood relation, but I think by marriage there is something. Uh.
1: my marriage. I knew you know that. Yeah, yeah
2: Tyler O'Neill batting fourth here, Pittsburgh at St. Louis. Eight bucks looks good. That leaves us. Good thing about Yahoo, there's always outfielders like nine dollars or less that are really good, really good outfielder. There's just a little bit underpriced. So that leaves us eight bucks for an outfielder. Talk to me, man. What do we? What... We yeah, we got to be able to round it out here with some power. Eight bucks. Yeah. Let me let
1: me plug in. Well, there's. Derek Dietrich for seven.
2: That's an option. Let's see what else we got here. The way you mentioned Dwight Smith Jr. was a possibility.
1: Yeah, that's a possibility that he'll be low-owned.
2: Oh, looky there. If we wanted to go spunky, we'd get, we can get Dominic Smith in there against uh, Minnesota. I think he's bad at cleanup today. Yahoo's not showing it just yet. But uh, I
1: think he's sixth. But let me see.
2: All right. It's all
1: right. It's all right. He's it happens, it happens. yeah. He's six. He's 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 got some pop. So we got, got a lot of money. We want, we want a cheap dong, right? Like that's what we. That's want. what you
2: said. We just need we just need a home run. We don't need to be stacking guys up and going all crazy. We just need a home. So who's the best, most likely to get us this home run at eight or less? Dwight Smith is it? Uh, you know the guy you mentioned at first, or well, who's our best bet at a home run here for eight bucks or less in the outfield?
1: Well, um, I mean, Dietrich has really fallen off from the beginning and there's pinch hit risk, but I would say Dietrich has the the highest likelihood. But Dwight Smith Jr. has a 190 ISO, too. So, I think they're both solid home run upside for Chief. Yeah, I
2: like that game at Baltimore. A little, home, a little home run park for you. I'm not totally sold on the pitching in that game. Could be a nice little shootout. I'm going to plug him in there. I like the way this looks. So, we – Here's the lineup we got going on here. We got Bueller and Flaherty, all right? We got the pitchers. We got Gary the Goat and Jock Peterson, our two probably chalky guys, but it's hard to avoid those kind of low salaries, even in tournaments. Cano, not a bad option. Arenado and Story, back-to-back in that lineup. Maybe that. I'm not sure if it's back-to-back in the lineup, but certainly a nice little one-two punch for Colorado. And Desmond hitting further down in the lineup, so we spaced them out a little bit. Tyler O'Neill and Dwight Smith rounded out for cheap. Value options. I kinda like the way that works, man. I kinda like the way that feels. It feels like there's a lot of home runs in this lineup.
1: I may just play it.
2: You could always change up the Walker Bueller for something a little bit cheaper and then and then upgrade maybe a Dwight Smith or something, you know, if if you feel like it. If you feel a really good outfielder out there for like $13, and you can always play Lance Lynn and that would get you off of the, the chalk a little bit with Walker Bueller. So I like you guys. I think, I think that's where I'm going to land on tonight. I'm going to click save on that sucker right there. So I don't lose it. And that's going to wrap it up here for us today, guys. So, uh, I don't know, Kurt, talk to me, man. Any parting words for the peoples?
1: Just play every content, get in Yahoo, start playing more on Yahoo. Uh, let's, let's play and uh, get ready for football. Cause they're going to be making a big push for football from week one this season. They made a big push. Like, in the mid mid season last season, when they started throwing some overlay, but I've been privy to some plans. They're going to be making a a big big push. So get some bankroll on there, fool around. Yes. You know, make a little money before football season starts, and then pound football. Let's let's all... pound it, baby. We're going to, ooh, we're going to pound. Can we it got best. Of? We can do best balls. We can do oh, balls. Scott
2: Fishbowl nine. If you oh, we're, we're going
1: to we're going to take over the next year's Scott Fishbowl. to do
2: some practice to get into Scott Fishbowl, guys? That's going to wrap us up for today. I hope you got some uh, info that helps you uh, have some success in your GPP. So good luck in all those tournaments tonight. For Kirby, so I'm Head Chopper. We're out of here.
3: Welcome to another edition of the Monkey Knife Fight Show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Turk Ferguson, and I'm bringing you four favorite props over on Monkey Knife Fight. If you have not signed up for it yet, make bad life choices. Sign up using the promo code Grinders. Get a free 100% deposit bonus on your first $50. That's free money. All you got to do is play through it, and it is yours, and you don't even have to do any research. Just watch these videos multiple times a week, throw in these props, and let the money roll in. Got four of them for you today. Two of them from the Baltimore game, two of them from the Oakland game. So Stay tuned. Let's get to my first prop. It's a two out of three rapid fire in the Baltimore game. All right, so first we have Voth versus Wojanowski. 1.5 points is what Wojanowski is giving up. That's way, way too few. Washington currently has a six implied total compared to Baltimore with only a 1.5 implied total. Voth is a decent pitcher. Not great, not bad, but Wojanowski is terrible. Absolutely horrible. He may have a 30% K rate on the season, but he's giving up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact. The walks are there. He is going to be in for a rough outing today. So you just take Voth, you move on. It's going to be an easy win on this one. Next up, we have Rendon versus Soto. Another easy one. Rendon's probably the better hitter. Rendon's getting the tiebreaker. Rendon's going to win this one. It's that simple. You go with the better hitter if he's getting a tiebreaker every single time. And there's the same match, unless there's some massive platoon splits, which there is not here. Take Rendon, move on. Next up, Turner versus Zimmerman. Turner is the much, much better hitter, here, let's be honest. Zimmerman's not a terrible hitter, but Turner is an elite hitter. He's going to be hitting leadoff, so there's a decent chance that he ends up with an extra at-bat here, while Zimmerman may be batting down as far as the six, maybe the seven hole. We don't know, but just looking at the overall numbers versus righty so far this season, 355 Woba for Turner compared to a 295 Woba for Zimmerman. You just take Zimmer, you just take Turner, you move on. Next up, we have a two out of three over under in that same game. All right, so Voth over under 4.5 Ks. This one's an interesting one. I went with the over just because of the matchup here. Voth is currently projected for for 4.5 Ks in this matchup here. He has a 25% K rate, but he's going up against a team That strikes out at a decent clip versus righties here. 24.4% in the projected lineup. I think they hit the over of 4.5. Decent pitcher. Not good. Not great, as I said. But can strike some guys out. Especially some righties, which is going to be a decent amount of them. And the lefties. Cisco. hits 35% K rate from the left side of the plate going up against the righty. Davis, same number. So, he can strike out both righties and lefties in this matchup here. On the other side, Wojnowski. 30% K rate on the season. I do not expect that to hold up. But 3.5 Ks is way too much, especially considering that the bottom half of the order strikes out at a massive clip for this Washington team. So you take the over on both of those. Lastly, we have Rendon over 1.5 total bases. Chances are he's getting a bomb here. Wojnowski's not good. So Rendon's going to get a bomb. He's going to get a double. He's going to get two hits. He could get any combination of those three, but he's going to hit the over here. So take it and move on. Next up, we have my third prop. It's a three rapid fire in the Oakland Gate. All right, so we have Vogelbach versus Canha. I am taking Vogelbach, even though he ha- does not have the tiebreaker here. I rarely like doing that, but Vogelbach is a fantastic hitter. On the season, 310 ISO, 427 Woba versus right-handed pitching. And Megden does not strike out lefties at a high clip. He's got a 411 Woba versus lefties. Vogelbach can also walk, so he can get some points that way. I'm taking Vogelbach and moving on because Canna on the other side may have the better matchup going against Mark Gonzalez in that bad bullpen. There's always a chance that he gets pinched hit for. Has worse numbers. I'm just taking Vogelbach and moving on. Next up, we've got the second part of the prop here, which is Chapman for Davis. Chapman's a better hit. Chapman's a better hitter. Davis has been what, four for 32 in his last few weeks here. He's not been the same since the injury. Chapman, on the other hand, has been an elite, elite hitter this year. You just take Chapman, you move on next up Olson versus Simeon. Olson's knocking the platoon split, but he does own the tiebreaker here and he's going up against a low strikeout pitcher. Olson. We always worry about the strikeout. So if he's putting the ball in play, he crushes it. And so that with the tiebreaker, you take Olson. You just want to take some money. All right, last up, we have my last prop of the night. Before I get to that, don't get to like, and subscribe over on the YouTube channel. I'll let you know when these videos come out. So you can put throw on these props as soon as the videos come out. Also, Leave any questions or comments you have in the comment section over on YouTube. I'll try and get to them as soon as I can. Or leave any of your favorite props over there. But we've got our last prop of the night. It's two out of three over under in that same mode. All right, so Gonzalez over under 4.5 Ks. I'm taking the under here. Gonzalez is an incredibly low strikeout pitcher. 16.7% going up against a low strikeout team in Oakland versus the lefties here. projected strikeout rate in this lineup. That's super low. Gonzalez is going to get beat up a little bit in this matchup. Oakland's ballpark suppresses strikeouts because of that huge foul ground. So I am taking the under here. Same thing over on the other side with Megden. He may be just as bad of a strikeout pitcher, and he may have a big strikeout matchup, but I'm still taking the under here. Vegas currently has not pegged at 4.5. Heavy juice on the under, so that's why I'm going with the under. Lastly, we've got Navarez going with an under of 1.5 hits slash walks here. Megden is a decent pitcher here. Not good, not terrible, just not great for fantasy. But in any case, I don't think Vars ends up with two of these. I think he may end up with one hit or one walk. I don't think he ends up with both. I don't think he ends up with two hits. I don't think he ends up with two walks. They do not have a high implied total. It's going to be batting fifth in the lineup here. They're not going to score a lot of runs. Currently pegged for around four so he's not going to get enough at-bats to pay this off. If he does, then it's just random variance, but he's more than likely not going to end up with that. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed the video. We'll be back again later on this week with more props for you. Good luck on all your props tonight. I'm out of here.
1: See you, kids. Hey, thanks for taking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current video's playlist.
4: going on Rudder grinders dean here it's dean seventy nine oh four. if you want to get all technical i mean it's 501 on the east coast 201 on the west coast 401 tennessee time which of course we just time for the flagship show here at Rudder grinders it's called it's called grinders live it's sponsored by fantasy draft and joining me today you might remember from such things as uh he did a monkey knife fight video earlier today he's also a returning champion from yesterday it's one grant ne- by default i guess to be fair i don't know who you're <laughs> playing against
3: this is what it looks like when I'm old. I need to find someone before I get to the nursing home.
4: Is that a new app? What's that? Apparently, yeah. It's, have you not been on Twitter at all today? Well, no. I, a, a little, but I haven't seen like a... yeah, let me hold it up again if you don't mind.
3: Oh, gosh darn it. Making problems for me, aren't you?
4: Well, I didn't realize you have the props like your carrot top over there. Oh, boy.
3: <laughs> yeah. But... I do not age well.
4: You got a little Santa Claus in you, I think. You got a yeah, uh, winter job on layaway just in case if uh, times are rough.
3: I mean, I've been offered to be Santa Claus more than once before. Um, but I did not – I did not – Hold take... out for more money or
4: you don't care about kids or what? Uh, germaphobe? Uh,
3: I was going to make a joke and I decided not to. But no, no, just I, – I, I can't be that happy for that long. Like, let's be honest. I'm a fairly jolly happy guy, but if I'm forced to smile for, like, an hour straight. I'm just going to lose my, lose my ish.
4: You'd be like uh, Billy Bob Thornton. I'm on my lunch break. Is that, that kind of deal? Oh, lunch break, Kids. All right. It's a 15 game slate grant. We have no time for this nonsense. No time for the silliness. Uh, first things first, we want to drop this in the chat for you guys. Fantasy draft sponsor of the show. There is a free roll going down. So go ahead and click that. That's free to play. That's good times. Uh, 15 gamer grant. We're going to dig into in just a second. Obviously do want to mention uh, you know about the RG badge system. We talk about that every single day. If you guys rock the roto Riders badge uh, and, and you finish in the top 10 of certain contests, Petrine's uh, going to go ahead and drop the link for you, for you people out there. Finish in the top 10, you get yourself one month of RG premium. Uh, we had one person sign up as of yesterday. A bunch of names uh, yesterday, uh, today, just one, but we got a good name. It's Crack Bang. So Crack Bang, welcome to rocking the... The RG badge. Uh, of course, if you guys are playing a Vandal tonight, the single entry series continues. The Rotor Runner-sponsored single entry series, $1 and $50 variety. Just added value in those contests. Those are definitely worth playing as well. Uh, best Ball. Best Ball Live is still a thing. It's still going down. Uh, you know, the, the Best Ball packages on, on RG, I think it's $39 and 99 cents, 95 cents, less than 40 bucks. Uh, and you get a $25 ticket entry into the draft as well. Uh, draft's million-dollar contest. That's also worth having at it i'm just knocking out all the provost grant how you doing over there
3: i'm doing good i'm about to see what you look like in your latter years although knowing your age is probably is gonna age you like two years so maybe you have an extra gray hair
4: i'm like benjamin button over here man
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we don't you guys don't actually know dean's actually 70 yeah looks like he's 30
4: it is weird though i was oh my gosh oh that is that is creepy is that frightening Wait, like that's... The, hold on. I think that's a live shot. I believe you're just messing with me. I think that's... Li- that's it looked that's- like
3: if John Goodman didn't take care of himself.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he did clean up. Good for John Goodman.
3: John uh, Goodman, he's, yeah. he's not a bad-looking guy. He's not a bad-looking guy. Plus, he, he seems like a real sweetheart.
4: He does. He, he does seem very likable. I'm a fan of that John Goodman. But, uh, again, we don't have... We're going to have to get a podcast and talk about John Goodman because we have 15 today's uh going down. We'll talk about it in a second. I think... Neither one. Is, we just don't want to talk about pitchers because pitching is a disaster today in a 15 game slate. It's really, really ugly. Uh, also, do you want to mention RG Premium? We kind of mentioned it already. If you guys can get their uh, one month, uh, if you finish, uh, you know, in the top 10 while rocking the the badge, you just want to knock it out and get baseball the rest of the way. The second half prices are set for one site. It's a uh, eighty four dollars and ninety nine cents for the rest of the year. Golf is eighty nine ninety nine, but. uh, special value if you combo it up combo site for baseball or golf it's less than 100 smackers 99 dollars, 99 cents to be precise you get the musings you get the plate iq you get all the deal you get everything that it's worth it for uh cheese's million dollar musings alone and the plate iq is it not
3: yo yo yeah i mean plate iq and cheese's million dollar musings if you only if you only look at those two things you can be a very successful dfs player
4: I mean, I guess I kind of crowbar, I kind of forced you to say that, but like, I think you're being, you're not being disingenuous. I'm being genuine. I say it I almost
3: every single time. Those are my two things that I have to look at every single day. Like if I didn't have those two things, my research would take probably about five to six times as long as it does. So I'd never stop working.
4: Lineup well, HQ is what, throughout the conversation, of course, there's the crunch time, which is coming up next. You got Ross weather. We're definitely going to need Roth today too, because, there is some dicey weather, weather going down, at least as of his forecast earlier today, especially in Baltimore. And, you know, we'll talk about Washington soon enough, and Washington definitely is going to be popular from a stick perspective uh, against those terrible Oreos and uh, the woge bomb on the mound. All right, uh, let's break it down. Let's, uh, let's give it an overall, overall screenshot uh, of the slate here, Grant, because, uh, it, you know, 15 teams, full slate, 30 guys to throw in baseball as so well, at least to start the game. Uh, I don't really like any pitchers. We'll talk about it uh and and some of the prices are kind of fun oh what's going on
3: no well, if you paid more attention to chat and everything else at the exact same time
4: dude i mean look how much multitasking you want from me over here I'm, I'm doing i'm doing promos i'm setting up the the old screenshot for the slates what do you want from me
3: i want you to be cooking dinner at the same time
4: what would you like
3: um mac and cheese but with bacon in it
4: <laughs> how can we make mac and cheese worse for you i know uh, all right. So screenshot. Well, well, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that the bats win this slate. Yes.
3: Uh, no, no, man. Who does Devin look like here?
4: Um, oh, uh, uh, Waters, the director Waters. Is does he have a mustache there?
3: Uh, I think, uh, I think it's a little bit of fuzz there. Um, I mean, honestly, the, the way they kind of aged him, it, I think it's just kind of, like when the guy is dying after he drinks the goblet in Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, not Raiders of the... Oh, gosh, what was it? Temple Doom? Poor. Not Temple Doom. What was the other one? Gosh, Last Crusade. Uh, the, when the guy drinks the cup in the Last Crusade, they aged him just like that.
4: <laughs> I said John Waters, by the way, and uh, I mean, he's like 80 or so right now. It's, it's not, that's a reasonable cop. But again, uh, 15 gamer grants. We have no time for this silliness, no time for this nonsense by the way, you talked about you know, liking the music, Talk talked about liking the plate IQ. Uh, later on in the show, uh, chat talked me into it. We're going to do the lineup HQ screen share, show the people get a little taste as far as it's going on um, behind the paywall. But did you say you think the arms win the slate today?
3: Um, I mean, depending on the site, but yeah. Oh. I mean, like, realistically, let's be honest, bats win every single slate, Dean. I don't know if you know this, but batters, you get eight of them compared to only two pitchers, so... Oh. Generally, they score more points. I don't know if you know that. Plus, pitchers are a little limited in how many points they can score. I mean, they are no yesterday scored more points than we've seen from almost anyone all season long. I think there's only been a few times where someone has actually scored or a pitcher has scored more than that. I think the sales complete game shutout did. But, I mean, saying that our bats are going to win the slate, that's a real, real dumb term. More
4: so than the average slate. is. I mean, I feel like that's, that's implied. I guess that wasn't implied.
3: I mean, yeah, you can say that on any slate where there's not a whole bunch of aces. Unless you're going to get multiple guys or multiple pitchers that are going to get over 30 points, then arms aren't going to win the slate. If you have a scherzer Cole type of slate with one guy that's cheap that ends up crushing, yeah, pitchers are going to win the slate. But realistically, like, your choice in pitchers today very easily could win you the slate. Fading uh, Flaherty, if he puts up a dud and someone else puts up 25, 30 points, can realistically win you the slate. Batters are definitely something to do with it, but saying batters when the slate is just is it's just what's the word reckless? Reckless. It's, it's re- not reckless. It's
4: assumed. Okay. Okay. So I, I, what I was saying is that more so than most uh, most days, yada yada yada. And like obviously, yes, bats do score more than your pitchers. I understand that process. But the point I was making is if you fire up uh, Derek carty's the bat, uh, I know the uh, last week uh, I know this well enough because I lost the wager and we actually paid it off yesterday. You said that six dudes are going to put up at least 25, like, DK or fantasy draft points, and I laughed at you. I'm like, that's not happening. And six dudes did, despite the fact I don't believe any were projected to put up more than 25 or so. And today, if you fire up the bat, as far as, you know, Cardi's tool here, uh, not one pitcher, at least if I got to give it a refresh or so, is projected to score more than 20 fantasy points uh, on DK or fantasy draft. Now, will one or two do it? I'm sure they will, maybe three or four possibly. But
3: I bet five will.
4: 25 or 20
3: uh we'll say 24.
4: Ooh, I will take the under oh there's 30 guys throwing baseballs how many oh geez what do I get myself there's at?
3: 30 guys throwing baseballs today you can basically well I don't know Pomeranz theoretically could throw 20 get 25 I mean we just saw what's his name Derek Anderson get 25 yesterday uh or 23 <laughs> like it can happen but uh, there's gonna be some guys like Honestly, realistically, guys that have a shot at twenty-five: Velasquez, Bueller, Voth, Sabathia, um, Kashner can somehow do it anytime, and he's going up against the Rays. Uh, Yamamoto, Logan Allen probably can't. Uh, Lance Lynn and Alex Young both can get twenty-five here. Descalfani can get twenty-five. Pineda can get twenty-five. Woodruff yeah. absolutely can. Wilson can. Flaherty can. Sparkman <laughs> can. Like any Healy can. I
4: mean, all these guys can if they get like the top percentile outcome.
3: Like, the if they event- get, if they, it's not, you're thinking like the top five percentile outcome. That's not the right way to think about it. Realistically, it's about the top 20 percentile outcome. One in five times they're going to score about 25 in this type of matchup here. I mean, we've seen multiple of these bad pitchers and bad spots put up a gem. It happens a lot more often than people think. They just, all they look at is game logs. I'm looking at the game logs for guys who see a whole bunch of negatives. Oh, he can't possibly score 25. It's definitely in the realm of possibility for a bunch of these guys. So we'll see. We'll see if five guys are we doing a beer bet. I know you got I know you got the taste for it. I know you're really enjoying <laughs> chicken beer.
4: Well, I mean, I, I what I, I did a walk-off basically yesterday. Well, else is there left me to do? I don't know, you know
3: You do realize know. when someone gets a walk-off, generally they're in the lineup the next day.
4: Not <laughs> necessarily. It's a pinch hit. <laughs> I'm like Kurt Gibson in the World Series. He had one at bat. But that was the World Series, right? Um, That was game five. Um, I think that was like game – it was early. It wasn't like that game one or game two against Oakland. That's what we're talking about, right?
3: I mean, yeah. I think it was early. I I, I might be wrong. Like, honestly, I think I was – I I wasn't aware of most of what was going on back then. What year was it? It was – was it 88?
4: 88, I think.
3: Yeah. Uh, No, I wasn't – I think I was bored oh. on that day.
4: Oh, well, your parents were very excited about Kirk Gibson. Good for them. Um, all right, so let's talk about the pitchers we're going to consider rostering because it's a weird day in that two teams we don't necessarily like to pick on, you know, the Braves and the Pirates, are going to have two pitchers facing them that are going to be kind of sort of chalky to some degree just because the slate sort of dictates that. You've already mentioned one in Jack Flaherty, and Jack Flaherty's splits are pretty dramatic, the Pirates don't strike out much. He strikes out very few left-handers. There's like six left-handers in that lineup. But all that said, Flaherty is going to be fairly popular. And I think that makes for kind of sort of a bad tournament play. Like he's not going to – full proclamation. He's not going to have the highest score in the slate. He might be in the Family Feud board and have like number six or number seven. Three people out of 100 said Jack Flaherty. But I just – I don't see a monster ceiling out of Flaherty against Pittsburgh. But he should be okay in theory. Is that – what's your take as far as Flaherty?
3: I mean, it's just a price thing. That's why it's chalky. It's a price thing. He may not be as good versus lefties, and there are some lefties in the lineup there. But he has a 30% K rate versus righties, an overall near elite K rate on the season here. So that's the reason why Flaherty's going to be chalky. They have a 3.77 implied team total, which is something that people always look at. Vegas is lower on Pittsburgh than uh, they really should be. People are lower on Pittsburgh than they should be, which is why Vegas is lower on them. Honestly, like Flaherty. He may be my cash game number two option. Honestly, I'm trying to figure out between him and Woodruff, and I think I'm going Woodruff. Uh, but both those two guys are the two top cash game options for your SB2. And then is going to be the other chalk guy, but Bueller is just too cheap also, and he's just on an absolute tear recently. He's allowed to go late in the games. It's kind of like a Verlander situation now where he can go later on into the games. He has the Elite K stuff, so even if he has a little bit of a rough outing, guys like DeGrom, Verlander, Sale, like they can get beat up in the first few innings and still come around and have a decent enough start. So Bueller, I don't think is going to end up with under 20 points here. Um, and that's just what like is kind of floor is.
4: Yeah. So let's talk about Woodruff again, who wants to pick on the Braves. They don't strike out of a ton necessarily, but Woodruff uh, on a slate where a lot of pitchers are overpriced. Yamamoto's got an egregious price. Haney's price is too expensive. Uh, Allen is like a, a little bit of a prospect. And he's facing the Marlins, but he seems overpriced. Cease. Uh, is too expensive disco versus the cubby is too expensive uh you know wilson versus milwaukee i mean all these guys just seem too expensive and then woodruff is basically the cheapest of the bunch right there amongst the guys i mentioned he's got legit k ability he's been good at home uh you know of course he's facing a braves team you don't necessarily like to pick on but the price is too good and the upside you know is too good and whatever if he gives up a homer to to freddie freeman so be it i think he can survive it you know in the season 28.8 percent as far as the k percent uh, a little bit higher against Wright. just short of 30%. I know this lineup for Atlanta this year specifically, uh, at least you have Riley and Flowers there who strike out a good bit. They kind of make it 23.2%, so it kind of stretches it out, even in Cunha, who we don't want to pick on, obviously. But he strikes out at 24.9%. Um, you said you're debating between uh, between Bueller and Flaherty. We'll talk about uh, your boy, uh, the Dodger, in a second. But uh, talk, talk to me about Woodruff because, again, the slate's tell me I should play him.
3: Yeah, he's a fantastic pitcher. He has elite numbers. I mean, he has a 3.13x FIP. He has better numbers than Bueller. Granted, um, Bueller had a start in Colorado, which kind of didn't help him out, out at all. And he had a slow start to the season. But Woodruff has better numbers than Bueller. Granted, he's in a worse ballpark. I don't care. He's going up against an opponent where there are some strikeups there at the bottom with Riley and Flowers in the lineup. Like, there are strikeups all the way up and down. That's a very good lineup. But Woodruff is a good enough pitcher where I still think he's fine. He struggles a bit more versus lefties than he does versus righties. And there's, what, three lefties in the lineup here? Most of the rest are righty power. And he only has a 31% fly ball rate, 33% hard hit rate, and he doesn't walk righties. So he has the ability to go later on into the games because he's not going to be working the count as much. He has an elite fastball. He's a very good pitcher. And he's only priced it, like, pennies from what he really should be 8.7 K is too cheap. And you have a slate where we have guys like Pineda, who's more expensive, Lance Lynn, who's eleven two, Kashner cashner. Who's just slightly cheaper. Yamamoto Allen, both of them don't have the upside and both of them are just way more expensive than this slate. Doesn't really make sense of pricing. And so you have the three clear mispricing options in Woodruff, Flaherty and Bueller, but people don't really think that highly of Woodruff as they should And so, like, Woodruff's my guy because of that.
4: Yeah, so we agree. I wouldn't say Bueller is necessarily underpriced. I think he's probably appropriately priced. I wouldn't say he's –
3: How is he not underpriced?
4: In comparison to everybody else, he probably is. But, like, if it's just, like, in a vacuum.
3: Let's see – in a vacuum, let's look at yesterday's slate. Castillo was more expensive than him. Um, Giolito was more expensive than him. Realistically, Bueller has arguably, over the last two months, been the best pitcher in baseball. Like, arguably, I don't think he is. I think he's around four or five. You wouldn't argue that?
4: I mean, he's very good. Uh, There's no point in arguing about it. And like, we both like Bueller. I guess my question is if you pair Bueller with Woodruff, how much does that hit your bats? Like, do you think you get enough power from your bats to make it work?
3: Yes, I mean, there's tons of cheap bats on this slate. We have um, just guys all over the place. Cano, as always, is just super cheap. You don't like throwing him in your lineup, but Pineda is not an all-star pitcher. Cano's is still a decent enough bat. You can throw him into your lineup. Kyle Schwarber is way too cheap. Winker is way too cheap. Vado's way too cheap. Just look at the Cubs versus Reds games. You can get cheap bats. Yes, you're sacrificing some bats over in the Rockies and Giants game, but realistically, if you go with Woodruff instead of Flaherty, you're sacrificing one bat. So is Woodruff going to score six more points than the diff- – is the difference between Woodruff and Flaherty going to be more than the difference between Cano and a guy like – I don't know. Altuve.
4: Um,
3: yeah. Well, Altuve, Altuve is really not that much more. That's, a, that's only a $700 difference. Flaherty to Woodruff is 1300
4: You can get two upgrades, but Yeah, and uh, Cano, whatever. We'll talk about a position, position in a second, but I prefer – you know righty power bets against Pineda, and i prefer righties in that ballpark too so i i do agree cano has been like looking better of late and uh he's cheap but i don't like the situation he happens to i wasn't
3: saying good things about cano i was just naming cheap guys Fair um enough. yeah cano i i'm trying not to play him because he's dead to me
4: <laughs> dude he's a zombie man he's back uh lance lynn you mentioned him in passing and he's got a big price tag obviously but you know, you could argue he's justified it. He's been legit. He's been crushing righties uh, as far as righties versus lefties. And, you know, he's been better versus lefties. Historically, he's always like, well, the lefties beat him up, the lefties beat him up. He's not been bad versus lefties this year. He's been good versus both. Uh, Arizona, of course, grabs himself a DH jumping in the, uh, the American League. Going to we count the lefties, count the righties as far as that lineup, we're looking at, uh, I think it's a pile of lefties, right? First food, four out of five are, are uh, left-handed. Three righties against Lynn and his splits this year, you know, 33.3% as far as striking out versus righties. That's awesome. Lefties just, just 20%, which is like not egregious, but that's below league average, but he's been good from a Woba perspective. He's been good from an ISO perspective against lefties and he's been elite as far as everything against righties essentially. Um, But it sounds like you're just not going to spend the extra dollars on Lynn.
3: No, I mean, he is viable over on Yahoo where he's actually cheaper than Bueller and not that much more expensive than the other guys. I really like him over on Yahoo, but I have zero interest in him over on Fantasy Draft, over on DK. Uh,
4: we got to run through a few more of these pitchers, and it's, it's gross. Like Dylan C. Uh, Disco Stew Sabathia could be okay, but you know it's a terrible price. Kashner, uh, he must feel wanted that you know, he was just traded for, for, uh, for Boston against Toronto. Not a very good team, obviously. Uh, Mangan, I guess, can be okay against a terrible Seattle team we talked about Flaherty in passing and this is kind of where Flaherty is. Uh, please sack any pitcher against Detroit, especially a righty in theory is in play. He's not particularly special. He's got the pedigree. His, uh, his uncle, Dan, please sack. Uh you know, th- there's, there's not a lot going on here though. Like what else is worth discussing? You mentioned Pomerantz in passing. They did call up Suarez, I believe. And there was like some sort of, at least one of the beats was talking about the possibility of Suarez relieving uh, you know, a Pomerantz as some sort of long man or, uh, you know positional what do they call them the PLO or something like that. Uh projected long R? I guess it's an R. But nonetheless. I, I don't know if that's a thing or not. Just kinda of keep PLR, on it. PLO,
3: projected long relief. Yeah. They PLO is projected long opener.
4: Yeah, that I got the my yeah, I got my little uh acronyms confused uh sparkman if you just want to like you know hold your nose and play all the bats is basically you must have missed
3: right. into the morning grind today didn't you because i love me some sparkman
4: i did not uh but tell me why you like sparkman
3: um we saw what Eunice did to him yesterday uh Spark- yeah, yeah that's what i call him. um like they have a ridiculously high strikeout rate we've seen this many times before this is like earlier on in the year the White Sox were looking like a decent team with a decent lineup. Right now, their lineup is not good. It's not good at all. And the strikeouts are all the way up and down. Outside of John Jay, there's not a single, (laughs) like, every single guy in the matchup is an elite strikeout matchup for an opposing pitcher. Sparkman's trash. Like, let's be honest, he's trash. But they're going to be free swinging and he throws strikes. It's going to be completely just at the hands of the bat of God's and like he's going to end up with a like we'll adjust down basically split the difference he'll be a 20 percent k rate guy and at 4.3 k i have some interest there and they'll give him a little bit longer leash uh if he's pitching well because their bullpen's absolute trash
4: so the retort is that uh, sparkman's k percentage this season is 12.1 uh that's 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 bad uh He's got a, what, 6.8% as far as the swinging strike rate. So it's not like he's getting lucky in that uh, department. He's, he's terrible. But you're right. John Jay is the one guy who doesn't really strike out so much. And there is some power in Mancada. There's some power in Abreu, uh, you know, Jimenez, obviously. But they strike out an absolute ton. Uh, 25.3% collectively. Jay's the only guy there at 14.3%. And they don't walk either. Uh, the only guy that actually walks is Reed, and that's in a small sample
3: Is eight eight plate appearances not big enough sample size? Do I have to ask Cardi?
4: That is not – I mean, I don't need 10,000 plate appearances, but I need more than – somewhere between 8 and 10,000 or 9,999. How many points do you want out of Sparkman? You're rostering Sparkman theoretically. You'll you'll take 11, right? 11?
3: I'll take 11. I'll be happy with 15. I'll be ecstatic with 20. And I think all those – he just put up a 20-point outing four games ago against – Was that the twins who are one of the best hitting lineups in baseball?
4: Okay, but that's not okay. That's that's not repeatable necessarily. That's not the likely scenario. That's not
3: it's it. I mean, it's not the likely scenario, but I'm not going for the likely scenario. I want a possible scenario, and the likely scenario is Sparkman ends up around 11 points. Are you going to try to sell me on Yamamoto? Um, no, because of Bueller. Uh, Bueller makes Yamamoto just not worth it. Bueller and Woodruff, uh, make it a little bit tough. If I like the only Yamamoto lineups I'll probably have are if I cannot change a single bat in my lineup to get 700 more, or if I already have Bueller in that guy suit. So like going with what a Seattle mini stack with a double stack with something other another team that's kind of cheap, I can fit in Yamamoto and Bueller. Um, going with a like cheap athletic stack, I can go Yamamoto and Bueller. Going with a Cardinal stack, I can go Yamamoto and Bueller but I don't want to go with Yamamoto if it means sacrificing viewer.
4: I like how you say athletics. Nobody says athletics. People just say we we have no time. We just say A's. Um, So I just wanted to go on a rant about Yamamoto and maybe I'm just angry because he's taken my money before because I've stacked against him multiple times, but dudes with the luckiest pitcher in baseball.
3: Oh yeah. Is he luckier than Jason Vargas?
4: Yes. Which is a bold proclamation.
3: I mean he's lucky I'll I'll definitely give you that he's lucky but he plays in a ballpark that fits his throwing style perfectly like he gives up a lot of fly balls a lot of hard contact in Miami that's going to be an out more times than is in any other ballpark I mean imagine if Dylan Bundy pitched in Miami he would actually be a decent pitcher (laughs) in all likelihood uh Yamamoto plays that ballpark it's a similar situation we have with a lot of the ace pitchers, Fires is not nearly as good of a pitcher if he's pitching over in Boston, pitching over in Toronto. Uh, he's like guys like Pomeranz is not nearly as good of a pitcher if he's pitching outside of San Francisco. Guys play the Shark, another perfect situation. It's not nearly as good pitching outside of his home ballpark. Yamamoto's perfect for his home ballpark, and guess where he's playing today.
4: Yeah, he's playing in Miami against a San Diego team, but strikes out a ton collectively, twenty-three point nine percent. I know Kinsler has not struck out a lot, neither has Hosmer, or Machado necessarily. But uh, you know, you got to T-slitting off at thirty uh, percent, Renfro at thirty point eight percent. Naylor, uh, the former Marlin, uh, is, is is actually now in the lineup. You guys joined the later. You kind of stepped away from your computer or laptop. What is Framo uh, Reyes was scratched, so Naylor got a little revenge on his mind.
3: Great you know name, great name.
4: You, you want a great trade. <laughs> You, you want a great trade for the Marlins. The Marlins traded uh, Josh Taylor and Luis Castillo uh, for uh, – well, here comes full circle for Andrew Kashner. Good trade, Marlins. Good job.
3: Well, I mean, <laughs> it must be a smart move because the Red Sox just per- trade for Kashner. <laughs> They're a smart organization.
4: Yamamoto, by the way, just uh, he's got a home run the fly ball rate of zero, and he's got a up of 169, uh, a left-on-base percentage of 77.8%, an ERA of one24 a Sierra of 4.8 and a FIP of uh, 4.77 because he has a hard hit rate of also 43%.
3: Really dude's proud off. of you being able to read.
4: <laughs> I just want to say he's – <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy. Fraud. Uh, and I will, I will keep – stack. well, I it's also like – this is like a lineup he probably could survive and strike out seven or eight dudes or something like that and actually be in the top they five. strike out right. ten dudes. Well, ten's a little ambitious. No one
3: walks in this lineup. They all strike out a huge clip. And Yamamoto's worry is walks, and he has strikeout stuff. He could strike out 10 here.
4: He doesn't have strikeout stuff. That's fraudulent. 27% K rate, but he's got a 9.3% swinging strike rate. He's getting too many called strikes.
3: Well, maybe some people just do that. E-Rod, Erod was kind of a similar situation two years ago. He was only at 9.8% uh, stru- swinging strike rate, and he was still at a 28% K rate. Summarize the arms.
4: We got to talk about some bats.
3: Um, Woodruff, Lairdy, and Bueller are going to be the chalk. I'm not eating Flaherty chalk because that's the least likely to hit and it's probably going to be the most chalky spot. Um, outside of them, uh, just reading off guys, Voth is okay for a shot. Sabathia is okay for a shot. The guys in the Padres game are okay for a shot, but the guys that I actually like are sparkman for the massive amount of savings, Woodruff, Bueller, and that's pretty much it. I don't like a whole lot.
4: (laughs) Yeah. I don't like a whole lot either. And I'm probably going to play a bunch of Woodruff and, uh, you know, and, I, and I, I might try to get to Lin just to see if I can make Lin happen because I don't think people are going to get there and, you know, just maybe spending up on the pitchers, I suppose, and just kind of making it work. You talked about some cheap, uh, cheap hitters, and we'll talk about a couple more. Uh, we'll go around position by position. But give me, before we start talking about catchers, give me a player or two, uh, a hitter or two that's, that's like a core a core bat for you tonight.
3: Oh, gosh. I feel like I already gave one. Um, I'm guessing it was Arenado. Was the guy that I gave? Um, yes,
4: I was prompting you, and I was prompting D Train.
3: Yeah, I was trying to remember exactly who I went with, and now I remember. It was Aronado. I mean, Aronado's too cheap. There's no way that he should be the cheapest guy going up against the lefty of the top three guys in the lineup. Dolls not in the lineup.
4: Uh, we got a we got a Colorado lineup, I believe. Yeah, it's Blackman Story, Aronado, Murphy, Desmond, Tapia, McMahon, uh, Iannetta, and yes, I can read. Confirmed.
3: Oh, I was unaware that you could read. <laughs> Have that problem is but uh is definitely one of the guys that is just a, it, I, as close to automatic as you can get uh, when you're not incorporating ownership, like just raw points. He's the guy that really won tonight. Belt's another guy that's a core play. Chris Davis is a guy that is way, way too darn cheap. Like, I don't understand he's how the, he's just darn cheap. But he's been I
4: mean, terrible, and he was hurt, and we're not sure if he's, like, actually nursing it. He hasn't in a home he, in like a month.
3: Hot streaks are not a thing. Cardi's told me how streaks are not a thing.
4: Well, are injuries a thing? Because he's playing through a hand.
3: Injuries aren't quantifiable by statistics, so they aren't a thing.
4: Well, it, it could be something. I don't know if it's I, I was
3: kidding. I was kidding. Was, was, I was making fun of Cardi. Uh, Crawford's too cheap there, but Story's also in the same park. Uh, a lot of the Chicago guys and Cincinnati guys are too cheap. Schwarber, Winker, Vado, Puig is a little bit too cheap. Dietrich are all too cheap. Dude, uh, we're let's... gonna
4: get to all that. We gotta do catchers. Let's not got some catchers.
3: Oh, I thought you were saying Corbett. tell you some Corbats. I gave you some core I bat- said
4: Name one or two. I, I wasn't sure if you gave two pitchers or gave a hitter. I named
3: one. two and then I kept naming more.
4: Yeah, I had to cut you off, man. We got we have we we have a system in place.
3: Ah, oh, gosh, screw the system.
4: <laughs> Give me some catchers, one or two or twenty.
3: I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of great ones. Cisco. So a little bit too cheap with a platoon split going up against a guy that doesn't really strike out left. He's had a huge clip. He's going to regress a little bit on that, but or get better in that sense. But Cisco's still a guy with a bunch of power and a good ballpark. Posey playing over in Coors. Day or no, if you want to just take a cheap catcher bat and lead off it, apparently has potential for three home runs. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. No, He's on I mean, a hot streak.
4: People were talking about, like, oh, I can't believe the Mets traded him, whatever. And like, sure, he was a big time prospect and all that. Just kind of let him go. I think at least two of those homers were flyouts in City Field, for what it's worth. Not, not that I'm bitter about not having any Darno, but they're like 300 foot homers. Good for him.
3: I mean, anytime the Rays trade for anyone, I'm like, you know what? I don't understand that, but I entirely agree with it. Like Meadows for Dickerson. Well, we all see what happened there. Well, everyone thought, oh, that's just about. No, no that was I-
4: Glasnow as well. You're oh, wait. There was two guys. Oh, Archer, you're talking about. It was he- Meadows, Meadows, and Archer. Uh, Meadows and Glassnow for Archer.
3: All right. Yeah. Okay. I I can't remember the okay. Dickerson Travers. anyways, irrelevant. We go. Team. We got fifteen games. Quit. Quit getting I'm off track. They said this guy stinks. Um, Mathis is the other guy because he's two K in in Texas in good hitting conditions. And I mean, it's not going to end well. You're probably getting zero points, but <laughs> whatever. He's two K.
4: Yeah, you're not rostering Mathis because you think he's good. You are roster Mathis because he helps you get players that you think are good. Because we live in the world of a salary cap uh got that in there bingo Uh, cross it off uh first base grant um what are we doing here as far as first base who's jumping out for you because i think there's a plethora of options for me
3: yeah there's a ton of options uh my favorite tournament option is probably pete alonzo um Mm, people aren't gonna play him huh i love it yeah he's he's the best play on the board at first base um, when you're talking about strictly upside, he's going to get big against Pinier, who gives a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact to righties. And Alonzo is just so darn good. And he's going to come in at like 3% ownership. You got a guy like Belt, who's going to come in, what, double digit ownership on the slate, maybe up to 20% because he's one of the best options. And he's only $100 cheaper. I don't understand that. If we're talking about raw points, like how often does Belt outscore Alonzo in this spot? Maybe like, 11 out of 20 times.
4: He's 8-7 on fantasy draft, by the way. That's way too cheap. Against Pineda, we talked about him being reverse splitsy and more power for that ballpark for righties as opposed to lefties. So I love it. I'm on yeah. board
3: with it. Alonzo's the best. If you're paying up, go with Alonzo. You get more upside than anything else. If you don't, for some reason, want to use Alonzo, you can go with Muncie, Belt, Jock, Jams. Any of them are fine. Matt Olson, not a terrible idea going up against Gonzalez. Uh, Gonzalez doesn't strike out lefties at a huge clip, and Matt Olson can have the ball the ballpark pretty much any time. And then if you're not paying up the very, very clear option is Vogelbach 3.9 uh, K look at his numbers versus righties this year. He has like a three ninety or no a 310 ISO. And I want to say almost a 400, maybe over a 400 WOBA versus righties. And he's going up against Megden, who is a guy that just lets the ball be put in plate. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but he is the head coach of team Girth, not the CEO because it's not company. Uh,
4: you're stealing my stick here what's going on
3: well i, I was correcting your stick um and then like <laughs> who's I'll the ceo of
4: team girth if not that if vogel box now is he player coach is that what's going on
3: how do you not understand that a ceo is not for a team <laughs> what is this the crown league
4: <laughs> so it's a softball league of some sort i don't know it's byob
3: um you can yeah you can be a player coach
4: so I noticed you, I don't think you mentioned this guy. He ran off a bunch of names and all those guys are worthy. And first specs is kind of stacked, but uh, somebody I think is going to be kind of lost in the slate and he's priced down too. Uh, we're talking eight, five on fantasy draft. I think he's like four, three on DK. Disco is not good against left-handers. How do we feel about Rizzo?
3: I mean, it's not bad. I already said, I like a lot of those guys from that game, uh, but Rizzo. Yeah. Descalfondi has some pretty extreme platoon splits. I think he gets a little lost because Swarber is, 400 cheaper and there are just such a plethora uh first baseman that like he's got to be moderately chalky but he's definitely a good option i just like i'd rather go up for alonzo or i'd rather go down to vogelbach so he just kind of gets lost in the mix there
4: are we playing a game of tag with plethora i think i'm it right now i think it's i gotta i don't know if that one counts or not but
3: did you uh, have we said a lot of plethora
4: smash the we've said it a plethora amount of times uh smash the over if you guys are playing the game or if you're drinking at home uh you know Hide the keys because it's probably uh, too many times at this point. I do want to mention somebody in chat was asking about whether Roth, uh, of course, Ross going to be at crunch time along with JSU and one uh, Cheese is good. Uh, Roth's going to tell you as far as it's going down weatherwise and give you the most up-to-date update. But as of 4:15 central time, I went ahead and dropped the link in chat for you guys who want to take a look. Uh, Baltimore looks a little bit better, uh, You know, I'm not going to read it for you guys because I, I, I've already proven that I can read in the show, so I don't need to prove it again, but I'm going to let you guys read in your own time. But orange uh, in Cleveland, for what it's worth. looks a little dicey in Cleveland. Uh, Baltimore is currently yellow. Uh, green, yellow in Chicago, yellow in St. Louis. But again, uh, go ahead and check out this link. I'm going to drop it in chat for you guys. The, the Rotor Riders chat, I don't have access right now to the YouTube chat. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Ask some questions. We'll knock out some questions at the end of the show. Our fabulous multitasking producer, D-Train, all over copying and pasting those bad boys. Not sure what that noise was, but I'm going to power on through He's still position, second base. What do you have for me, Grant?
3: Altuve. know, um, if you want to save some more money, Altuve is going to be the ultra chalk. I don't mind pivoting to a guy like Muncy, but with the lack of pitching options, um, like that are cheap. I mean, you can fit in Mun- Muncy if you're using S- Sparkman and you're just ready for a 20 point game from Sparkman, which you should be. You um, shouldn't be. Well, we'll see. Uh, Gary L is not the worst idea in the world. I mean, Kashner is not a great pitcher, and Gary L. is like any worst versus righties. Gary L. is a guy with just an immense amount of power, like just a ton. So I don't mind him. Panics, 3.5K. He'll probably be batting eighth. Has a platoon split. It's over in cores. So that extra at bat is the thing. A guy batting eighth in cores should see about the same amount of at bats as a guy batting first in Miami.
4: You should get four at bats if you're batting eighth in cores.
3: Yeah, you should. You can possibly get seven, in all honesty. That's a little yeah. ambitious. Um, okay. What happened yesterday with San Fran? Did someone like get two
4: games? So you in
3: the two games? I'm uh, talking about the 19-run game they put up in the first.
4: <laughs> so point to the outlier. Why don't you? Uh, so talk to me about the Moose. How do you feel about the Moose tonight versus uh, Bryce Wilson?
3: It's not bad. I mean, he's cheap enough at 4.3K. He's definitely one of the better options. Uh, he's going to come in chalky. I'm not for it. I'm not against it. And this is what Roth looks like when he's old.
4: How's he look? Oh, what? You know, that's, a, that's pretty solid. That's what, I would take that straight up. Honestly,
3: he's going to be a handsome, older gentleman. Yeah. Good for you, Roth.
4: <laughs> <laughs> How many other people are you doing? Like, what, what made you do that? Just, no, just What was the impulse there? Just
3: Oh, gosh. I wonder if I – let's see what happens with Cardi.
4: It's a, oh, his hair is going to go away. He's going to lose his locks, isn't he?
3: Oh, either that or it's going to think he's a woman.
4: <laughs> oh boy, it's a fifteen-game slate, but this this thing, this takes priority. This is the
3: last. <laughs> Absolutely, this takes priority. Um, but keep going; I can talk through both of them.
4: Yeah, I mean, as far as my list, I got uh, I got the Moose, and you know, second base, he's pretty cheap. I don't mind VR, you know, versus uh, who knows what you're going to get out of, you know, out of Washington, out of Austin, Austin Ball, cool name, but not quite really sure what we're going to get out of him. Brian Dozier seems pretty cheap. cheap against uh, Asher Wojciechowski. Uh, and he is on the road he's locked in for those uh those uh nine you know nine innings for for Washington and maybe he gets his fifth at bat if things are going really well for Washington but he's definitely gonna get four uh unless it's really insane or unless I think it's like canceled for seven innings or something like that Uh, I agree with Muncy against uh Vinny Velasquez we saw the Dodgers put a hurt on Philadelphia yesterday and uh, I don't see him stopping Uh, so
3: Cardi's birthday birthday things came up happy birthday Cardi how old do we think Cardi is um, I mean, honestly, I think he's slightly think older you. than me. My guess would be thirty-two.
4: I was going to set the over under at thirty-two and a half. Yeah, that's a good. You like? To, yeah, that's a good number.
3: You could have set it at thirty-two in one day.
4: Well, wait, whatever. Yeah, Point, whatever the hook is. <laughs> uh, and you mentioned Robbie Cano is cheap, uh, and Altuve. You know, we we know how Altuve smashes lefties, and he's you know Andrew Heaney has been getting a, a fair amount of strikeouts this year, but he's also been giving up some long balls too. So uh, don't mind Altuve, I presume he'll be in that line of batting uh, second. Is that, oh boy.
3: <laughs> he looks like, uh, I don't know if you watched How I Met Your Mother, that old guy that Robin was dating that they made him look like an old man.
4: And you lost me in How I Met Your Mother. If not... He looks
3: like he'd be trying to pick up 19-year-old women's out of the beach down in San Diego.
4: <laughs> Good for him. I believe he's a married man, but uh, I don't know what's in Is an coming alternate married?
3: Well, I'm finding out a whole bunch of things today.
4: Hot corner, third base. What do you have for me?
3: Oh, I should have, uh, Moustakis, where already mentioned him, he's the guy that's available. We already mentioned Arenado, the very top option, very clearly the top option. Bregman's going to probably draw a little bit less ownership. Washington has one of the highest implied team totals on the slate, so Rendon. Yeah, also going to get less ownership because Arenado. He's a nice pivot off of it. Chapman's a little bit too cheap. Sandoval, it's Coors, so you can play him. Um, outside of them, I'm like jose ramirez a guy going up against carpenter that's going to get lost in the mold he's still a very good hitter and carpenter is a very very bad pitcher and if you want to save money i'm not happy about it but i could potentially over on fantasy draft at least be using kyle seager in cash going up. oh
4: don't do that that's not necessary he stinks i mean
3: that's the thing like i can get seager and arnauto and story or i can get three average players
4: uh, I feel like you can – I mean, they're, they're, you're not locked in the positions either. How, how cheap is he on a on fantasy draft? have seven. I mean, like Paul Goldschmidt Five, six, at 7K. Eight. I'll take Paul Goldschmidt at 7K. I know he's been terrible. But... I
3: mean, I've already got guys like Chris Davis, like Votto, who are around six, six and a half. Like, I mean, essentially I can either go Seager and Arenado or I could go like Schwarber and Crawford.
4: Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. It's not
3: bad. He's my one bad putt. Like, I'm liking every other hitter in my offense, and then he just happens to make it fit.
4: By the way, D-Train in chat put it nicely as far as Cardi's picture. He says, it looks like Marty McFly's old self when he goes to the futures.
3: <laughs> that's pretty solid. Oh,
4: love it. I'm a sucker for any Back to the Future reference. Um, all right. You got anything else at third base that's worth noting here? By the way, if people are actually going to roster Sparkman, like Moncada can absolutely smash him around I don't mind him and like I don't worry too much about ownership on a 15 game slate and I think it's gonna be fairly spread out uh outside of the pitchers I think it's gonna be somewhat condensed as far as the pitchers because the prices are kind of like forcing you to do that just like it's almost like they're manipulating ownership because of that uh some guys are priced down for whatever reason some guys are priced up let's jump back to shortstop what do you have for me as far as uh shortstop position today
3: Seager and Crawford um are the two very obvious options Crawford's just at 3.9k uh i say Seager, i meant story story and crawford uh two cores guys one's way too cheap one's way too good and way too good of a spot uh either one of them if you want to pivot like goland door i'm honestly just eating the chalk here if you want a not chalky option by far the best non-chalky option is jp crawford um 3.6k been on fire going up against a very low strikeout pitcher that's just too cheap for a guy that's been hitting as well as he has recently. As platoon split, Megden has not been great versus lefties. I'm, I'm a big fan of J.B. Crawford more and more as the day goes on.
4: What about Turner? What, is Turner going to be heavily owned in Washington? I think they're going to be uh, one of the popular stacks, right? But uh, yeah. you know,
3: but I'd rather just play Story.
4: Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a sucker picking on Woj and uh, I've I've said I was a sucker twice now. What am I doing here? I'm a sucker. Is that like hey, too accurate? Oh. what?
3: I said being accurate, you sucker.
4: Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, what else is kind of jumping out for me at shortstop that I had noted here? I mean, we don't believe that Brandon Crawford's like a home run hitter now, right? You know, talk about Cardi and samples. This is just an anomaly as far as what's going down yesterday, right?
3: I mean, people can hit home runs with a juice ball in Coors. I don't believe he's a home run hitter, but literally he's in Coors.
4: And if uh, that Cleveland game goes, uh, Lindor, uh, Mr. Smile against Ryan Carpenter. Don't mind Cleveland. They have a six-and-a-half total. One of the biggest numbers in the board. I'll tell you a team that's going to be completely neglected is the Rangers. I don't know if you've mentioned a Ranger yet. And yeah. Alex Young is like a, you know, he's just a guy throwing baseballs.
3: I mean, the problem is the pricing, and it's a lefty against him. Yeah. I mean, Pence being back in the lineup is a nice thing. But, like, everyone it's expensive um everyone's super expensive and we have cores on the slate we have washing on the slate we have cheap guys in the cubs and the reds game i don't mind a ranger stack honestly it's not a terrible idea especially with pence back in that lineup. over on yahoo hey deep kirk uh pence is too cheap at 14 bucks and so is Andres.
4: yeah pence at 14 dollars seems pretty reasonable i i did not uh do yahoo content today so i don't know what the salaries are over there but yeah feel free to point out any goofy anomalies every once in a while you find something strange as far as Yahoo pricing. Let's jump into the outfield grants. Of course, uh, the chats will be looking up their questions shortly. We're gonna take a peek as far as what's going down on the, uh, not the plate IQ, we're gonna take a peek at the, uh, what's the other IQ? What can I think in the name of it? Help me out here.
3: Slate IQ. Yeah,
4: no, I wasn't thinking. Line IQ. HQ. HQ. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have it pulled up here somewhere. I got a bunch of pages, what do you want for me? Uh, outfielders, who's jumping out for you? Like, How do we knock this down just the three dudes?
3: I mean, the mispriced ones are Schwarber and Davis. They're way too cheap. Mm-hmm. They're guys I'm throwing into my cash game lineup. They are just like Davis at 3.4 and Schwarber at 3.9, leading off going against guy with mass two and splits is way too cheap. Uh, slightly mispriced are Cruz and Desmond. Cruz has like a seven, the highest hard hit rate versus lefties in the entire league by it's like 10
4: percent and change. It's it's a ridiculous. Nice. Yeah, it is. It's indeed nice. Uh, um,
3: Desmond. Uh, then you got got like the next tier, which is like guys going up against Wago's pack uh, with Martinez and Betts. You got Soto in one of the best games on the slate, going up against one of the worst pitchers on the slate. Uh, you got Springer, who's just mashing and hit two bombs last night. You got the guys in the Dodgers game with Peterson, Bellinger, um, both just crushing and going up against a guy that gives up a whole lot of hard contact, a whole lot of fly balls. Um, you got another guy that's mispriced going up against a low strikeout pitcher, um, in Delino or De- Delio, Delio. No, Dario, what? Dario. Gosh, I can't remember his name. Uh, Dario, you got Trevor O'Neill going up against Dario. Really cheap over on Yahoo, only eight bucks. Um, outside of them, like you can just pick and choose random things. Land real cheap guys. Uh, Renfro is too cheap for a guy that's going up against someone who's bound for massive regression. Yes. So Dean. I heard Dean. Um, he's too cheap at 4.3. I was a huge fan of Reyes, but he's not in there anymore. We got Pollock at 3.9 K. Leplo absolutely crushes lefties going up against one of the worst in the league. Dwight Smith jr. With the platoon split only 3.7 K. Um, yeah. There's a lot of options at outfield both at the top and at the bottom.
4: There's a lot going on, but what's your take as far as cores? You know, it's always, you know, 14 and a half is the total there. Obviously, it's a massive number. Yesterday, it disappointed in the second half, you know, in the first game. Of course, the Giants put up like 19 runs or so, give or take. Uh, oh, is that is that your phone? What's it, or is there somebody? Yeah, what's that?
3: That was a baby. There is a baby playing upstairs.
4: Does the baby need tending to, or it's, it's somebody's on it, or what? Now we got a nanny. Oh, okay. Well, look at you.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm the second nanny. I'm the backup nanny.
4: You missed name. Wasn't it like a rock movie based on like a Hulk Hogan movie? Where it's in? I don't know.
3: I mean, there was the pacifier. That's uh, what I was thinking. There's the pacifier, the tooth fairy. <laughs> yeah, they, they've done a lot of it. I and think you know Arnold, this is I a think Arnold for... was a nanny once, or maybe that was just kindergarten cop.
4: A callback to our pre show conversation who's the boss you're talking about? So there you go. You, you're Tony Danza.
3: I kind of am Tony Danza.
4: Tony Danza used to play for the Cardinals, uh, second base, I believe. What are we doing with the outfield here as far as, you know, Blackman lefty versus Pomerantz? He's heavily priced, obviously. Uh, Toppy in there. Of course, there's no Dahl. Uh, on the other side, Dickerson's expensive against Lampert. He's, you know, he's been trashed so far. Yes, he He's got the jeans, but, you know, he's kind of heavily priced. Kevin Pillar, better defender than a stick. Uh, how do you feel about the outfield in course today?
3: I mean, Desmond's too cheap. Blackman's going to go under-owned considering it's lefty-lefty, but... That still doesn't matter to me. Blackman's a beast. and Because he's going to be cheap, I'll use him in tournaments, but I can't really go there in cash. Uh, I don't really want to play Dickerson, but he's in play. Like, I'll throw him in a stack. Don't really want to use just Strymski, but he's in play for tournaments. Like, the Coors outfield isn't really where I want for the outfield, which is why I'm spending down for guys like Schwarber and Davis quite a bit.
4: All right. Starting loading load those questions there in chat. Going to take a peek as far as what's going down in the lineup HQ. Feel free to play along at home, Grant. I'm looking at the pictures right now. I'm pulling out the, uh, the the percent of ownership that we have projected for tournaments. And as we said, you know, Jack Flaherty, not particularly great, not a particularly good matchup. We don't see a ton of uh, K potential out of him necessarily, but the price kind of puts us there to some degree, at least from a cash game perspective. He's got a 35% ownership. You talked about Bueller at 23%. Please we kind of mentioned in passing at 16% and Woodruff at 15. Uh, we both like Woodruff over police Obviously that's a difference in price. Logan Allen at 11%. That seems higher than I anticipated. I know the Marlins are terrible, but that price seems kind of a egregious, uh, anything jump out to you as far as the, uh, the ownership percentages here?
3: Um, not really. Uh, I'm surprised at Woodruff's ownership. I'm surprised Sparkman's not at like 40, percent. right? That's a that's <laughs> out of the ordinary. <laughs> I be mean, uh,
4: sober fire. playing tonight, apparently. He's eight percent, which is that's a percent. That's something.
3: Uh Woodruff's eight or Sparkman's eight percent now.
4: That's where he's at right now. This is fluid, obviously. Don't hold us to it. Oh hard.
3: gosh, so so jimino has been listening to me too much. That's why it was he was at three, and then jimino's like, this grant guy's smart. I'm gonna pop it up. No. I'm I'm I may be smart, Jamino, but most people still aren't going to go there. I I pop them down at about four percent, and I'd say about half of that is going to be me.
4: Yeah, Woodruff's ownership percentage is basically not Woodruff. Uh, Sparkman's ownership percentage is basically his K percent. Uh, it's not it's not very good.
3: Uh, and as no, far as the money, uh, same thing with Bueller. His ownership is basically his K percentage. You can say that about a lot of people, Dean.
4: Well, yeah, but some guys are 8% owned. Some guys are 25% owned. So, and, you know, it's saying different things. Uh, as far as the K-props today, nobody's got a higher K-prop above 6.5. Bueller's got the highest one. If you look at the, the actual odds, minus 134. Uh, umpire data, I looked earlier, nothing really pops from the own umpire perspective. Oh, there's a couple of new ones that sprinkled in as the show has uh, kind of jumped out there. So we have uh, extreme hitters umpire for the Angels game. Uh-huh. extreme hitters umpire for washington uh, pitchers umpire for the yankees by the way we didn't mention one yankee i don't think like they can definitely put up 10 runs why not if sanchez did,
3: is the only guy that really pop stands out i guess i forgot to mention him um but everyone else yankees it's the same thing every single day the yankees stack is in play and their power bats are in play every single day
4: let's take a peek as far as uh hitters if anything's interesting actually before we do that let's see if uh oh now i'm just scrolling and i'm gonna get in trouble here uh i wanted to see the plate iq premium scores, see who pops the most and that would be Rudruff and bueller how about that those are the top two guys and jordan yamamoto is third come on man i mean that just shows how bad the field is but then it's kind of tight uh, and condensed wojciechowski's like sixth <laughs> what up with that <laughs> it's a small sample size on the wojciechowski yeah difference. he's got
3: a 30 percent k rate because he went against some trash offenses
4: yeah i mean that smells a lot like yamamoto um, all right. From a hitting perspective, uh, who's going to be the most popular hitter today? J.D. Martinez. You know, we kind of mentioned him in passing as far as those Boston outfielders. Uh, Trevor Story, Ardato makes sense. If you're going to you know, lock into a catcher, of course, Posey uh, against Lampard. Posey's been hot, if you believe in hot strikes. Is that a thing?
3: Um, I, apparently, according to Cardi, it's not. Raz, happy birthday. <laughs>
4: uh, show, show him his picture for his birthday. Tweet it out to him. I'm sure he'll appreciate that uh Soto obviously an awesome play we talked about Turner and Schwarber being too cheap uh you know we talked about Rizzo as a lefty against uh, against Disco Disco has issues with lefties and uh, once again Schwarber leading off and uh he's just too cheap there it's not a great ballpark for home runs necessary ten and a half is the total in that game five and a half as far as the Chicago side I'm not really sure if it's weather favorable it's I thought it seemed like kind of indifferent today but we'll have to check out the Ross weather edge uh, anything else interesting or of note as far as the lineup HQ let's let's see who cheese has for his uh his pitchers today I'm just curious I bet he has
3: it's probably Flaherty and Beeler
4: that's what it is yeah that's his core plays and notorious and his cat he adds notorious gives a little a uh, little bit of love to Austin Bolf name and he's facing Baltimore
3: apparently he likes some bats
4: there you go uh and as far as the sticks you know all the usual suspects pretty much every single name we mentioned or uh, in the core play pool and the cash pool for notorious as well we're running out of time start loading up those questions they are loading up as is in the chat as we're uh, queuing those up grant give me three dudes that are gonna bang out some homers and give me your favorites to ask them. be ambitious give me somebody off the board
3: um all right so vogelbach alonzo and i need one more who am i really high on the i can't i gotta look at. i gotta look at my life i want to make sure it's someone in my life so i can speak it into existence
4: boomstick you don't have boomstick boomstick nelly cruz
3: oh yeah that's an easy one uh, i'm gonna go chris davis vogelbach and alonzo
4: chris davis has not homeward i think in a month maybe even longer
3: that's fine that means he's due that's that's math
4: <laughs> that means he's due so uh, at what point do you go from he's in a slump and he's cold to he's due
3: when you have a giant history and his numbers against lefties are still pretty good this year.
4: He's hit 40 home runs the last three seasons or so. I guess that's something. He's also
3: bat 247.
4: Yeah. Which is, I mean, that was, that's not really something you put in the brochure, uh, but yeah, that's also true. Uh, do we have a nickname for Wagus Pack? They're asking for a nickname for Wagus Pack. I guess we can work on that one. I
3: mean, you can just go with Wagyu.
4: What is Wagyu? That's a food, right? It's
3: beef. It's delicious, delicious beef. Some of the best marbling you can get for beef. <laughs>
4: <laughs> They're asking you questions about the nanny. Of course, they are. Uh, Lynn or Bueller uh, on FanDuel? You can only roster one dude over there. We like Bueller. Lynn, a uh, little bit more expensive on DK Advanced. Jeff, I'm not sure who's more expensive. I think Lynn is more expensive, right?
3: Uh, over on expensive? DK, Lynn's more expensive. Over on FanDuel, no idea. Uh,
4: do you like Kastner with a uh, Narrative Street? Hey, you yeah. guys like me. What?
3: No, I don't like Cashner that price tag.
4: Why is Bryce William uh, Bryce Wilson eight point five K on DK? That's kind of the conversation we're talking about. How like just certain guys are have goofy prices. He's got a goofy price. Uh, Do you like Woodruff? We like Woodruff. Do you like the Milwaukee stack, which you kind of neglected? Yeah,
3: I mean they're all very much in play. Bryce Wilson is not great, and it's good ballpark, and they're a good lineup. So yes, they're very much in play.
4: Uh, are the Rays a sneaky stack? Like, people aren't going to play them. And But, like, if you're going to rank all the stacks on this slate, they're not in the top 10. They're 15. not in the
3: top 10 for implied run total. They're not in the top 12, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, they're going to be largely ignored. The stack that's going to be the most ignored, which for big field, like, if you're going to try and take down a Q, one of the best stacks you can use is going to be Pittsburgh. Why? Because of leverage? Well, not only leverage, they're actually a good lineup. And Flaherty struggles versus lefties. They have some good lefties in there. Uh, Reynolds, Bell, would you argue that they're good lefties? Bell, yes. Reynolds, meh. It's only 4.3K. Moran's 3.9K. And Dickerson's 3.7K. Frazier's 4.1K. They're all very cheap. They're going to come in at sub 1% ownership, possibly.
4: Like Yeah, but like the Dodgers are going to go under own and the Red Sox are going to go under own. They're actually good they're good they're also
3: priced like it with a pittsburgh stack you can get Bueller and yamamoto if
4: you're playing sparkman aren't you
3: i it doesn't mean i'm only playing sparkman (laughs) i'm playing like 100 Bueller.
4: you can't hoard the salary you can't like turn it in and then well here i saved five thousand. give me some points for this well there's
3: literally with Bueller and woodruff with a full pittsburgh stack you can take three one-off bats that are good
4: Would you play Sparkman on Fandle for GBPs? I would not. I'll tell you a guy that's actually not a terrible play on Fandle that we didn't talk about because he doesn't make sense. uh, For fantasy draft, D.K. is uh, the Angels pitcher tonight is too cheap over there. Haney. I don't mind Haney. I don't want to pick on the Astros.
3: He's progressed so much, and he's a two-pitch guy. A good, disciplined team like the Astros is just going to destroy a two-pitch guy.
4: Give me your favorite cheap pitcher on Fandle, or do you not have one?
3: I, I, I didn't look at FanDuel today.
4: Okay, yeah, but he's he's like six seven over there. That's, again, I don't. Okay, think,
3: that's a little bit too cheap.
4: Yeah, I, I just just playing the price. Uh, I think he's got some upside if like you know things crack his way. Um, but I wouldn't play Sparkman over there. You're playing Sparkman on DK or on Fanstrap because you're opening things up for your for your bats. I, I just can't imagine Sparkman like putting up a monster score. Not that you need that, but nonetheless. Uh, more questions here loading up in the chat. They're asking more about the nanny, obviously. <laughs>
3: Yeah. there's two of them by the way
4: you have two nannies
3: we technically i'm the third one um oh, okay. well we have three names. three technically
4: how many kids are we talking about one dude man this kid is,
3: uh, they don't all work at the same time <laughs> okay there's some crossover yeah there's yeah. a lot of crossover
4: oh cj crone is back that's a good, and he's th- he's three seven on dk that's the one Ooh, i was looking at earlier. the problem
3: is vogelbach's gonna outscore him by 10 points
4: no, it's not going to. He's 7-7 seven, seven on the fans' draft. Yes, Krohn's going to bang one out of on Mats, right?
3: I mean, he very easily could, but Vogelbach's a better play.
4: We got Big T chirping in the chat. He says he can't wait to come back and make fun of me. And you know what? I Big T's been uh, crushing from what I've seen on the old Twitter machine. If you've been, And he's been living that screenshot life, like in tennis, uh, golf. He's playing all those.
3: car, baseball, basketball, showdown slate. I haven't seen a single sport where Big T hasn't crushed in the last three months.
4: Good for him, man. He's he's definitely crushing it. So uh yeah, can't uh, and he's taking some big, he even he took a victory lap of Jason Vargas against me. He's at the old scoreboard. Uh thoughts on both on Fanduel? Oh Voth. Well, yeah, what do we think of Voth on Fanduel? He's also six six as a pitcher facing Baltimore. He's I mean, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Voth or Heaney?
3: Uh probably Heaney.
4: Yeah, I was kind of going through my rankings today. I think I was debating between those two. And I have uh oh, take a peek as far as my consensus value rankings. I have Haney seventh and Voth eighth, uh, on, on the old fan goal when you consider, you know, Pleaseacks a seven, two. I guess he's a playable guy if Roth gives the 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 go-ahead, the all the all green or at least like yellow and like cross your fingers for tournaments. And that's a good segue because Roth is coming up next, along with One Cheese is good and JSU. Grant, uh, that's on crunch time. If you guys are pre members, you know that goes down. Starts in 15 minutes. Take you guys all have to lock. They answer as many questions as possible and squeeze them in. As uh, of course they analyze the uh, the slate as well. Uh, Grant, finish strong. Give me something good. Say something bold.
3: Vogelbaum and a pirate stack wins a slate. Well, a pirates Dodgers double stack wins a slate. Oh,
4: no, maybe a one off for the pirates. They're not. Come on, the pirates are terrible.
3: Uh, okay, Dean, you want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> you're chugging bet i bet they get three home runs tonight three yes yes that's fine now we've got two bets on the line i've got more chances to make you drink what's the set what's the first bet five pitchers will get over 24 points we bet that yeah i thought
4: we were just having a conversation talking casually i didn't realize that dean, was going you gotta out. let it ride
3: you gotta you gotta you gotta let it ride dean you're on a you're on a you're showing all the ladies how good you are at chugging beer which gets
4: all the ladies it's a fine quality to have obviously uh, he's Grant. I'm Dean. Stay tuned for crunch time. Enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Oh, see, kids.